I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. difficult it is to find topless pictures of uh, Kat Dennings online. I am so sad that I clued you into their existence. I'm gonna be looking for this all week now. Kat Dennings deserves more than this. Uh, explain to the audience who Kat Dennings is, because I'm First still I'm not even say, entirely sure who she is. Hey friends, welcome to the Boy Hattie Podcast. Uh, well, hell, yeah, hello to the Boy Hattie Podcast for the week ending uh, Saturday, May 12th, 2012. I'm yes. Annie. I'm Bill Mudron, and I can't find boobies <laughs> of Kat Dennings anywhere. Oh, I was telling Bill that there are unfortunately, so my wife and I became interested in Kat Dennings because she's in Thor. She's an actress. She's what did she the... play in Thor? Because I saw Thor and I don't remember. She's the comic was relief. She's, was she the, the sassy friend? Yeah, she's the sassy friend. She's she the comic never relief. never be friends with Natalie Portman. <laughs> well, she's not friends. She's an intern. Hey, are they, aren't they friends? But Natalie well, Portman's like friends. this little skinny waif and like Kat Dennings is like this tattooed Amazon. Can curvy people not be friends with skinny people? Not really. I lived with Dylan for how many years? This is true. I'm just saying. It happens. <laughs> I'm just saying Dylan is Natalie Portman and I'm Kat How Dennings. How do you think things would have shaken down if a Norse naked god showed up <laughs> and you guys had to deal with him? I don't think Dylan would have wound up dating him. That's but. right. Um, um, well, anyway. No, um, so yeah, my wife and I discover Kat Dennings. And so my, my wife goes, oh, Kat Dennings, I'll see what else she's in. And Googles her and immediately finds naked pictures I don't of her. Look at you, Dylan. Well, Annie instructed me to find naked pictures of her. I did not. Because she's super I hot. I said you could. But Annie's, Annie's doesn't have the crush on Kat Dennings where she wants to bang Kat Dennings. No. She has the crush where she, where she wants to be Kat Dennings. No, that's not accurate either. I just want to know oh, who her stylist is. No. Oh, okay. Because you'll wear a dress. I'm like, you motherfucker. You she ugly? Where did I get that dress? No, I'm just saying, she is the only woman in Hollywood who has son? close to my body Wasn't type. Wasn't there she was, like, wearing a dress on TV this week where it was, like, barely stuck Oh, no, boots? it was amazing. See, because I actually watched Two Broke Girls. Yeah, and it was amazing. Because I don't know how, when you are a woman with breasts like we have, how do you not wear a bra? I am shocked, because that dress, you could not wear a bra. The answer is, it was very structural from the front. I would imagine. It was amazing. Like, like, rib bone, like, well bone or and something And again, like that, yeah. I just wanted to email, I, and my wife actually did tweet, hey, hook up another busty girl, how the hell did that happen? Man, this is turned into the boob cast, because the title of last week's episode was Comic Book Boobies, <gasps> okay, and the picture was Jennifer Connelly. Friends, you here's... start this. You just started me on Jennifer Con- It's not the, 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 the horny guy <laughs> starting these conversations is all I'm saying. Friends, this is what happened. A while ago, Bill had titled an episode Sex Slave Army, and I asked him politely, <laughs> hey, Bill, I look at our website sometimes when I'm at work. Can you make it titles that are work safe? And he actually went... What do you mean that's not work safe? Since then, he has used the word boobies yeah. and shit. No. Or fuck. No, wait. You said holy crap, we're in the future or something like that. You've you've made yeah, holy multiple, crap. You multiple see holy crap, work at crap. work. No. See, this is the thing, friends. I remember how long it's been <laughs> since Bill has been in a workplace. <laughs> that's uh, the problem. So this episode style is going to be Kat Dennings milk jugs. <laughs> Please, No. Oh, see, the thing is, my wife had. To, How do they keep her flying? My 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 lovely wife had to ultimately delete the photos because she just felt guilty. She's like, I don't want to have that relationship with Cat. Oh, because your wife downloaded the naked uh, cam pic. Someone hacked out of her cell phone or yeah, something like that, or where she's all like naked. That. Yeah, or I, I, I can't find this. I'm the worst internet like porn hound because I can't find these pictures. People at home, if you can find pictures of Cat Dennings naked, you don't have to try email them to others. I know, but I can't. I'm like, I keep accidentally. 
safe search. Them. Safe search is oh moderate. <laughs> oh, turn that oh, oh there we go. <laughs> there we go. First image. Friends, I'm oh. so glad we could share this moment of you. She of is Bill nice movies. <laughs> she is real person movies. She has actual press. Yeah. Yeah, cat deadings. Yeah. 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 Go cat deadings. Yeah. I, I, anyway, I, I, I'm going to change the visit, subject. I'd take it to visit that land of I'm going <laughs> to change the subject. You started Minecraft. This. And I didn't say we had to oh, start the podcast with this. You can just this fall This private conversation uh, before the podcast. You could do raspberries in her boobies oh, and just God. kind of... Blah, 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 so blah. Minecraft came out on Xbox this week, Bill. This is relevant oh. to your interests. What? Minecraft came out on Xbox. Oh, guess whose tits I'm going to build on Minecraft this week. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, Minecraft finally came out on Xbox Live. Um, what are we gonna talk? I'm so Bill, I've got pictures. I can't ha- I can't keep pictures of Cat Dennings up on my computer screen while we're talking. Bill figured out how to buy me Minecraft. Uh, people. Uh, I don't know how many people listening may have actually ever played Minecraft because it's kind of a stupid game. I love it. It's also but there's a no giant game phenomenon, game Bill. Well, yeah, no, but like I know you guys have heard of Minecraft. It's pretty indie. Just indie hit that you never <laughs> heard of before. Uh, but no, in, in Minecraft is definitely kind of game you either love it or you hate it. Although you seem kind of milk, you don't. I'm hate indifferent it. to it. Yeah, you're just kind of like Matt. You've played some of it. You played the tutorial on the Xbox Live. Version. Well, I also played the game. Uh, so I got a free code from Minecraft guys because I gave them gift posters at PAX. So Junk Boy, the Minecraft artist guy, he gave me a code. After on Twitter, man, they were handing out free codes. Mo- the Mohang guys were handing out free uh, Microsoft uh, Xbox Live Minecraft codes all week mm-hmm. in like these puzzles that I didn't make any sense. Like Notch got 99 uh, codes. Yeah. For the game. And he turned into this puzzle where uh, you got part of it. Like, if you went to this website, depending on uh, what your web address is uh, in your home, you got a certain uh, pieces of the oh, different codes. Oh, is that how it works? And you had to work with other people on Reddit oh, wow. to, like, figure out, like, put all these pieces of the codes together. And once you finally figure that out, and then everyone can just kind of share in the codes. Uh, somebody uh, actually managed to figure it out and then put the solution on Twitter. So mm-hmm. barely anyone who was on Reddit actually trying to figure out figure out this thing Aww. did not get the codes, but random people on Twitter got the codes. That's sad. And so everyone kind of got boned out of that. And then uh, there's a couple things where it's just like, oh my god, just trying to get a free Minecraft. It's uh, the only reason I even cared about getting a free code because it it's a twenty dollar game. That's pretty steep for an Xbox Live game. Even Minecraft, Minecraft is fun, but this is also kind of a gimped version of Minecraft. It's uh, based on a year old version of the game. But where people there's who a play lot on of... Xbox aren't going to know any better. I know, but I know. How many, uh, but how many people are like, oh, it's on the Xbox, I'm going to play well, that people, instead of the People were also flipping console? out because the world size in this version is, it's only, when you start in this version of Minecraft, you start off with a map, and the world that you play in is only as big as the map that you can see on, on the map that you're carrying, whereas in, on the PC version, or on the Mac version, that's what I'm playing, uh, the world is uh, more or less re- reasonably infinite. It keeps on randomly generating terrain as you venture forth. And, uh, that's cool, but, uh, no, but the, 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 the Xbox Live game is fun. It's, it's a perfect little slice of Minecraft light. It's fun. Minecraft I played this is exactly out of this what week. I thought it was. Yeah, which it is, is just... you didn't hate it. You just, you're just kind of like, meh. It's just not for me. It's what like, did you build? Legos. Did you build I anything? I built a house. Just out of, like, dirt? I found the highest point I could in the game. I mined some snow and I made some glass. You punched some cows to death? Yes. Man, I'm you like, got to friend to some wolves. You gotta get some bones and feed them to the wolves. You know what? The only reason why I'll play Minecraft is because there are no games coming out for a while. That's not true. I have Max Payne coming out next week. Well, you, you like Max Payne? I never played any of their games. Uh, you gonna buy Rockstar, it? Yeah. Rockstar has earned my money. Yeah. Whatever. They How far into The Witcher did you get? I got into Chapter 2. 
<laughs> right in the beginning playing. of chapter two, and you were just like, well, I got like maybe a quarter of the way through chapter two. Um, Witcher is very put downable. I feel, yeah. feel bad about it. It's a very easy game there's to walk away in, from. There's no one thing that's inter- intrinsically bad about The Witcher 2 except for like the menu design and the and, yeah. and, and, like, and like the inventory and stuff is just really I find the music to be really bland and the voice work really bland. And well, we story... already talked about how the yeah. audio and the voice work is actually pretty actively pretty terrible, yeah. too. The story's okay, but like... It... I'm actually thinking like restarting a Fallout New Vegas game rather than finishing Witcher 2. Well, I was doing okay with The Witcher 2 until I got to the big boss fight of Act 1, which is you're fighting this other Witcher named Letho, was that his yeah. name is? And uh, I'm playing on normal, and man, you, in order to like take this guy down, you have to hit him like a good like 30 or 40 times. Mm-hmm. But he's got these uh, crazy... His sword hits you, and you get poisoned. So not only do you get damage from the sword, mm-hmm. but you're also poisoned. And if you get back away from him too far, it starts throwing fireballs at yeah. you. And then if you get caught by the fireballs, you burn That's you why you flames. play easy mode for babies. Oh my God. I love so, easy mode for babies. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. fine, you know what, fine. I spent a whole afternoon trying to uh, beat this guy. Dear I was like, Lord, fuck set it. it to easy. I, that's what I did, and I beat him in 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. All I did was box him yeah. into a corner, and he never tried I to fight back. Him. And, like, he never got it one licking. And at the same time, like, I beat him, and I was like... Well, here's the thing. Before, wanna... before the battle, did you t- drink any potions? Yeah. Use a whetstone on your sword? Yeah, I did all that stuff, sword? and I still... It's just... On normal, it's ridiculously difficult. The Kraken fight right before that, too, was... Yeah. The boss fights in this game suck. The two of them I've, I've fought uh, so far, at least on easy mode, or uh, on normal mode, are just ridiculously... No. Do not want. And that wouldn't be so bad, but the rest of the game is still kind of like... It's not that interesting, too. And yeah. so putting these really difficult boss fights in the middle of already kind of like this mediocre game in the first place yeah kind of yeah it makes you not want to keep on playing the lack of pathfinding in the game is just annoying <sighs> what do you mean me. like like when you navigate an environment it's not always clear what is an accessible way to travel it and what is not and yeah, then that's true too, yeah. and then when you're just trying like the waypoints like when you're on a mission it's like find five of these things, and I'm glad it's not like Skyrim where it's like then there's just a marker on your map where it is. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like I have no idea where the fuck. Well, there this was something is. I was doing a mission where it was I was doing this thing for this troll. Yeah. And uh, they were like, "Oh, you got to go find this guy out in the middle of the forest." And no, it wasn't in the middle of the forest. You get, you have to go talk to randomly some guy in the nearby village, and they did not put a way marker. And I yeah. had no idea who this guy was. Well, see, the thing and is, so I... unless I looked up an online yeah. guide. I was going to have to go up to every single person in that town and figure out, like... Because they were like, go find this guy named, well, like, not really, because Hordor. the thing is, you go into his room and he has the troll head on his wall. My wife remembered But I didn't see that before. I, like, I, I didn't see that. It's You had to observe nature around you. I'm just saying, it was a big but damn troll head. But if you had to that anyway, you're going to have to go to every room and every house to find that. It's not very big, and it's one of the shops You were lucky that's one of the first things you found. I didn't explore that much well, in the town. I, see, I explored... Because the way I play games is I explore everything that can be explored, and then I I'll kind of do missions. that, too, but, like, again, the world in this game is not that interesting. I didn't really yeah. feel compelled to explore every every room and every, t- like, building in this town. See, I gotta steal everything. Mom's got to fill her pockets with One crap. nice thing that I do like this above Skyrim is that you can steal everything in front of everyone and no one says anything. <laughs> no it's not one of those things where, like, if you steal, like, a bag of beans off of, off of someone's coffee table when they're That's 50 right. miles away, they're not going to come running uh, over the hills at you going, you stole my coffee beans even though I could not see it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like I said, like, The Witcher, I think I would be more inclined to finish The Witcher. I will, like, go back to it someday, but I, I've got its backlog. I assembled all the games that I have not yet beat that have come out in, like, the last year. And I've got this crazy fucking backlog. I've got Skyrim. I've got uh, SSX. I've got Enslaved. I've got... Man, Enslaved. Oh, uh, so many fucking games that I could be actually playing that I was actually enjoying. And 
I mean, I don't know. So, whatever. The Witcher. Not the, not the worst thing in the world, but just, yeah, very put-downable. Very put-downable. That's the yeah. worst. I think that is the worst thing you could say about a game. And I was could not play it anymore. Bummed, too, because Patrick Klepek of the Giant Bomb podcast, he was talking about it. I, he's one of those reviewers who I tend to trust a lot. I, I'm really down with his his, his his reviews and stuff. And he says that act, the game actually peaks in Chapter 1. I'm like, oh, Jesus man, this is Lord. the peak. And he's talking about how bad Chapter 3 was, and I'm like... Ugh. Well, is, this, is, he, is he talking about the Xbox version? No, yeah, that's what oh, he's okay. talking about, because he just beat it himself. Well, because apparently he said game... it was a slug for him, and I'm like, oh, man, that does not bode well for me in The Witcher 2. The the thing about this game is apparently it has a whole ending that is not in the PC game at all. Oh, yeah, so mostly, like, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, the, 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 the whatever makes this console version, the enhanced version, is, like, an ending that clarifies. I guess the original ending was... I guess it sounded like people were kind of pissed off at the ending on the PC in the same way people were kind of pissed off at the ending for Mass Effect 3. Mm-hmm. It was kind of an incomplete ending. Mm-hmm. And I guess this kind of fixes that. But. Speaking of things that had incomplete Gosh. endings that are now getting complete endings, went to the comic shop this week and was delighted to find a new issue of Castle Waiting. Yeah, sitting in the how, how was it? It's a new issue of Castle Waiting. You know, yeah. it's Castle what Waiting. happens in man? People who don't know Castle Waiting, Castle Waiting is fucking awesome. It's a fanographics comic. It's mm-hmm. an indie comic. Well. It, well, it, it, it's not Marvel's DC. It's not superheroes. That's, that's it, like it, it, it's 2012. Do we some really people have to... don't know. <sighs> some people, if it's not the fucking Avengers, if it's not fucking manga. Anyway, I'm just gonna stop talking <laughs> to you. I'm gonna talk to you, dear Tell listeners. Me, okay, let me know what's so up. So, Castle Waiting is a comic by the delightful Linda Medley, which is a kind of a nice amalgamation of a kind of fairy tales and mythology. Her art is just pleasing as hell. Yeah. Highly recommended. Black first, and white. Be careful. The oh man, her art is just gorgeous, gorgeous, mm-hmm. and the scale she draws at is ridiculous. Because you go up and pick up the collected volume, which is kind of the shape the shape of a you know your standard mass market yeah. paperback, but a nice hardbound edition. That's pretty much the scale she draws at. She draws she's a crazy person, but it looks really good. It's gorgeous. She's one of my favorite cleanest line work. But yeah, her main character is a, a, prin- a princess who ran away from uh, her what, her abusive husband or something. Yeah, it's like, kind a of like a, it's it's kind of like um uh. Sleeping Beauty sort of thing. Yeah, and she's uh, sought refuge in this place called Castle Waiting, which is a castle filled with kind of like friendly monsters and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's kind of her adventures from day to day. If you like Bone, this is kind of that same wheelhouse of kind of like yeah. friendly. Not, it's not really into kids though. Bone is a little supposed to be a little more kid friendly. This yeah. is a little more just like Linda Medley is for thoughtful teenage girls. Well, Castle Waiting really. kind of feels like it takes place in a kingdom right next to like uh, the Princess Bride kind of sort of. Where it's that kind of genial m- monsters and fairy tale kind of stuff. It's very smart, but very very deliberately well, paced. Back. Yeah, yeah. It's not trying to blow you away with like, oh my god, look at all this shit I know. I want to call it. It's very. It's just a very sweet look character. Ex- You're such a prick. Look at him. It's a very sweet character <laughs> piece as opposed to any sort of like action-oriented, or even, frankly, plot-heavy sort of thing. It's very sweet. It's very beautiful. And it's been yeah, three I years know, I don't know what the, the plot issue. is. I know. Try to, descri- try to describe it's Castle Because this lady who's pregnant who's living in this castle, and she's kind of like... She's moved into a castle. She's getting her room. There's a That's whole it. issue about the horse guy this is, who runs the stables. There's two volumes of this. This is, like, issue just 16. Just going to I fix the horse cart. Literally, yeah. she's moving into a room. Well, there's a bad guy demon lady who like lives down the street who kind of harasses them a little bit, and that's kind of it. But it's fun. It's a good read. It's it's not really enjoyable. Pack, I just yeah. can't. It's it's one. It's just a pleasure. It's a good book to just read. You know. Yeah. It's, uh, so afternoon. yeah, Castle Waiting by Linda Medley. It's published by Fantagraphics and 
a brand new issue just came out. Yeah, so um, <laughs> if you went out and picked up volume two, it kind of ends abruptly because it ended abruptly. Yeah, there's two big... Uh, Castle Waiting has been collected in two big hardback collections, yeah. volume one and volume two. They're about like 25 bucks, but like yeah. the presentation of those, they're the really, design of those really books are really slick. So I, but the thing is, is that, yeah, volume two ended kind of abruptly. What's really yeah. nice is that Fantagraphics is doing a program where you can subscribe to... Because there are going to be three issues that kind of wrap up volume two, and they had to publish volume two without these issues. I wonder if that's the end of Castle Waiting, because it doesn't seem like Linda Medley is like really knocking well, out issues anymore. She, let me finish. Okay. She was done, and that's why that's why they published it because they're like, okay, well, yeah. she's done, and uh, no, she came back. She's doing three more issues, but they're doing this great thing where if you bought, you can you can just subscribe to the last three issues for eight bucks. Oh, that's nice. And postage paid. Okay. And so you can get the last three issues, and so you can have the complete collection, and then they're going to reprint volume two altogether. Oh. With these, I might actually, things. I would actually rebuy volume two just again, just to have it, just the whole cl- uh, collected yeah. thing. Oh, okay. But it's nice that at for people, and it was actually really sweet because they're saying this all in the back of this new issue. They're like, and if you're just finding out about this for the whole time, then you can for the first time you can also just order the last two oh, issues for like five fifty. Man, so good on Panagraphics. That's a good way to handle it. Yeah, uh, just looking on Amazon.com, they have the first two volumes of Castle Waiting, uh, the two big collected books for. Uh, like uh, nineteen dollars a piece, just really good stuff. Just very satisfying comics, and I love her art. Yeah. I'm kind of kicking myself that I never d- got a commission from her when she was doing commissions because yeah. I'd love she's to have her draw. Portland too. She's yeah. I don't know. I, I think really she really would want to have her drew Robin Hood, Little John, and Maid Marian. Yeah. That would be the best. Maybe you could still track her down someday. <sighs> One of these days. One day. Anyway, uh, what else did you get from the comic shop? Oh, I uh, so um, I really love the co- crime comics by Ed Brubaker and Sean. Phillips, I think is his name. So, yeah, um, Brubaker does the writing. Phillips does the art. Just really, like, I love Phillips' art. It's a really good pairing for noir, and I really like the coloring. Just really bold, simple What's coloring. What's it called? Um, it, they did a comic series called Criminal together, which are a great, a bunch of little, un, largely unconnected um, crime stories. Oh, so I it was came, like an anthology kind of thing. Well, sort of. It's like there are seven volumes, and they're each a concise, like a container. Oh, okay, yeah. So like, you could pick up any volume of Criminal and get anything. So um, I came on board with them because they did this great comic called Incognito. They did two volumes of it, and they're both great. It's about a super villain who gets caught, and he is... It's, still, it's, it's really interesting because it's a superhero story, but very much so through the lens of noir. Mm-hmm. Everything they do is very much in the lens of noir. So they, Incognito is fantastic. It's about the super villain who is basically coerced into becoming a superhero. Um, and it's pretty fantastic. And they did two volumes of that. That was great. And so I picked up, I saw on the shelf, oh, Fatal. It's like in the cover is like this great woman's face. And I'm like, I got to read this shit because I love those guys. Mm-hmm. And I always want to give them my money. Mm-hmm. And uh, one neat thing that they do is when you buy their issues as opposed to the collections, in the back of it, they always have an essay on some sort of pulp icon written by, usually by um, Jess Nevins, who did oh, all sure. the League um, uh, of Extraordinary Gentlemen annotations. And he's done some other great stuff okay, like that. Yeah. And it, it always has like this big two-page splash illustration by Sean Phillips. It's called Fatal. Well, this, they do this in all their criminal comics. Ah, but anyway, okay. I pick up Fatal, and I'm just like, the cover is, I'm like, oh, okay, this is just another noir comic. Well, I don't know that it's actually them doing a horror comic until, like, there's this, like, Uh-oh. ageless temptress that shows up, and, like, this demon shows up. I'm like, oh, okay. Because it's still noir. It's pretty great, though. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I love those guys. I'll read anything they did. The comic they did before this was a criminal book called, like, it was some riff on the, the what was it, the something in the innocent... Corruption of the Innocent. What was the essay? The, oh, I think it was just called yeah, Corruption of the Innocent yeah, back like anyway, in the fifties. It's yeah. the title is is riff on that, and uh, but anyway, it's great because it's basically a crime Archie story. 
it's it's set like Archie in the quote unquote present looking back. I mean, it's not, and but it's totally Archie. That having, kind of there's spell, a murder yeah. involved. It's ridiculous. It's good times. Man. I, I highly recommend looking up anything about them. And Fatal is pretty great. It's not their best. I still prefer Incognito. Anybody who digs, I, I fucking love crime comics, and there aren't enough good ones that that scratch my itch. Uh, do you care like the what's Jonathan Case's The Green River Killer? I, I mean, not, technically, that's a real world crime comic I've that not came read out. It. It's supposed to be really good. I'm like it was all it. over Entertainment Weekly and stuff. Jonathan Case, being a Periscope Studio guy here in town, um, he did not write it, but uh, no, I think it was one of the people from Entertainment Weekly actually wrote it. And then yeah. Jonathan Case illustrated it. Supposedly, it's I think it got uh, nominated for Eisner's and stuff okay. like that. But that's another. That's kind of like the the big crime comic going on right now. Yeah. But I don't know if that's kind of like pulpy. It's kind of like the same. Well, thing see, this is the thing. So the, it's really pulp, and really, what does the pulpy, it for me is yeah, the pulpy thing is kind of like yeah, such. Ooh. Sean Phillips' <laughs> art is also just a perfect pair for it. It's mm-hmm. like just that one-two punch. It's all black and white, like very kind of it's, harsh. Well, it's it's very bold like the inking is really bold but the, the coloring is super flat like you would actually enjoy yeah. the color oh i see flat color no 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 no. it's just Burr. like really bold choices of colors and very oh, simple okay. palettes and not a lot of fucking gradients and fucking feathering everywhere it's just no, people aren't really... wearing plastic jeans no not so much yeah but it's really it's really bold really effective and the other time i picked up was sixth gun I've been hearing good things about this. Dylan's been going off about this for a while. I've heard about this from several people. This is a comic series. Yeah. So it's like, I think they're in like, it's not just a graphic novel. Yeah. It's a, well, yeah. Is it a bunch of floppies? Yeah. You can get it monthly or you can, they have a couple of collected volumes. I picked up the first one. Yeah. This is basically my week of accidentally buying horror comics because it's basically Western horror. Uh, Dylan said, what, wait, was it Dylan or you told me that it's kind of like the Dark Tower, Stephen King's Dark Tower? Where it's kind of like western-y shit, but there's like mystical bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. And the it is one of the best. It is, I don't know, there's something about it that it feels very holistically complete. Like the, the inking and the coloring and the lettering and the word balloons are just kind of perfectly done. Like, and even the font that they chose, it's digital lettering. But the font is just a perfect marriage to the inking. It's re- and it's one of those things where I don't really think about... i look up examples right now, yeah. I don't really think about how often that's poorly done until I saw that, and it's just kind of perfect. I actually kind of like the artwork. Oh, and it, I love It's kind of cartoony. I thought it was going to be like more brutal and realistic. No, it it's It looks like a Paul Dini kind of yeah, thing a little bit. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, I'm going to actually check that out. highly recommend it. It's Ever a since really Stone I've been on a comic spender lately, yeah. yeah. And it's it's got it's got Pinkerton agents, which always make which always makes Oh, that's always going to... Man! We can talk about the Bioshock delay later, but... Man! Man! <laughs> Fuck! Um, Anyway, what did you do this week, Bill? Uh, man, speaking of comics, did you pick up the new Popeye yet by Re- Roger Langridge? I haven't picked up any of them yet. Uh, I suppose it's all sold out. Uh, Roger Langridge, uh, who did Hotel Freight, we, I think we've talked, we talked about, about this before. This. Uh, yeah, he's got a new Popeye comic out, and supposedly it's all sold out. I had to go to eBay to find a copy. Really? Yeah, because I went to the local comic shops, they were all sold out, sold out no one had it at Stumptown. And, uh, yeah, so I bought a copy for, like, 10 bucks off of eBay, which is yeah. a markup because it's all sold out. That's first printing. Oh, sure. It'll be worth, it'll be worth $15 right, in 20 years. Uh, but uh, I suppose... Mint bag, supposedly, uh, That's really good. Man, I kept on hearing... I did not read it, but uh, supposedly Mega Man by Archie is supposed mm-hmm. to be really good. I've seen this at uh, Excalibur, and yeah. the artwork looks really good. Yeah. But I was like, man, comic book based off a video game, that's going to be some bullshit. Yeah. Even though the artwork looked good. And I was like, man, yeah. I ain't going to spend money on that. And then I saw reviews this week talking about new Mega Man, was it issue 13? There's mm-hmm. this huge five uh, page debate about artificial intelligent, uh, intelligence and whether or not Mega Man has the right to exist as Seriously? a sentient robotic being. <laughs> and they were talking about how this is like crazy, like advanced shit for like a comic book game for nine year olds. 
Yeah. That sounds really cool, so I want to see if I can't dig that up the next time I'm at the comic shop. Yeah. I, uh, I'm supposed to go down to Excalibur. Uh, no, uh, to Bridge City and to Missing Link, the toy shop, uh, on Tuesday with Andy. Sure. Because we tend to do our Mississippi Avenue uh, to- vinyl toy shop slash comic book runs. Bridge so City do doesn't that. have pretty much any back issues. Really? Yeah. At uh, all. We'll hit Excalibur Because Excalibur then. is really... I mean, Excalibur and um, uh, Cosmic Monkey are pretty much the only place in town with pretty beefy okay. back issues. Well, the, 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 this Mega Man 13 is supposed to be a brand new issue that came oh, out. Oh, oh okay. Although, if I, I, I know that Excalibur hasn't, because like I said, I've seen that on the shelves, but we'll, we'll see what happens, yeah. Yeah, speaking of crappy video game comics, uh, the uh, I got to pick up Mass Effect. They did these great prequels to Mass Effect 3 called yeah. Homeworld. It's actually kind of sweet. Wait, is that it's... the one about Elusive uh, Man? No, that was crap. <laughs> this is a direct prequel to Mass Effect 3 because it's okay. basically talking about four different characters. Crap. It was crap. Um, it's talking about four different characters and where they were right before Mass Effect 3 starts. Like squad so it's Yeah. So the first one was Vega. It uh-huh. was pretty cute. Uh-huh. And the art was actually pretty good. You can do something fun about Vega. Everyone hates on well, Vega, but I think he's fun. Yeah. It's sweet. It's not really anything groundbreaking, but it's sweet. And uh, But the Man. thing is, is that so they basically they went to each of the writers who were the head writers for these characters and had oh, them write okay. little vignettes. So, so the first one was Vega. So kind of probably canonical, too. Oh, like, yeah. At least, yeah. Well, all the Mass Effect comics are canonical because they're all written by uh, writers. Because the whole thing about where, where you meet Arya in the game and she's talking about how Omega has been taken by Cerberus. Oh, that's part of the comics? That happens in a comic. Oh, okay. The whole, the whole lair of the Shadow Broker, I don't know how it makes sense to anyone who has not read the comics. Oh, yeah, you mentioned it sets that up before. everything. And, like, the fucking Elusive Man one is crap, but it sets up why the Elusive Man is glowing eyes and all this shit. Okay. But Homeworld is all about... So the first one's about Vega, and then the next, there are going to be four issues, and it's going to be about Tali, Garrus, and um, I think um, Liara, I think. But, no, like, literally no right before... Maybe Jack... I don't know. I can't remember who the first well, I think one is. Because basically good. I heard Tali Garrus in my head just started, like, blood started Aww. rushing through my head. I started hyperventilating. But the first issue was pretty cute. So this is filling... So presumably the other characters just fills in what happened uh, between Mass Effect 2 and 3. So yeah. you'll see Garrus... Apparently you get to learn about Garrus... I should... I don't think I'm supposed to know this, but you're supposed to... You get to learn about Garrus's mom? Because you you get to hear Well, we had mentioned this on the, spoiler, on the Mass Effect 3 spoiler cast, is that, like, yeah... Uh, Matt, uh, Garrus's, all mention of Garrus's mom uh, disappear in Mass Effect yeah. 3, whereas he, in Mass Effect 2, Garrus is trying to find a can- uh, cure for, like, some yeah. disease his mom had. Yeah. And when he mentions his family in Mass Effect 3, he hasn't, he doesn't He's mention his mom. His it's mom. like, oh. Yeah, so Ooh. we get to find out in Mass Effect 3. What was Tali doing between the two games? <sighs> Becoming Admiral. And oh, that's right, because you show up and she's the all like... on the Geth. So she's the only... her comic said, NPS, I got to email uh, Commander Shepard and say, hey, what's up? I want <laughs> Pretty to meet. Much. Yeah. Pretty much. Man. Um, and I also picked up the last issue of the, the Uncharted comic. It's, it's... It's... By rights, Uncharted comics should be badass because it's all like Indiana Jones well, kind of shit. Thing. Is this I bullshit? I feel kind of torn. Who publishes it's, the it's Uncharted comic? DC. Nah. It's pretty much just a straight... Well, who, who publishes... That doesn't mean jack shit. I don't know. Um, it's, it was interesting. I would think for some reason indie comics, uh, publishers would be better at, like, maybe being, like, faithful to stuff. I don't know why. Okay. Whatever. Does, uh, Martian Manhunter show up and, and rescue everyone? <laughs> I, what I, the thing is, though, every does, time I look at, go ahead, Bill. Go ahead and make your joke. Does, please, Bill. Does, please. Please. I don't want to interrupt you. Please make your joke. Please, Bill. I... Come on. Let me open my pop tart and ask my Sandman question <laughs> about Uncharted. No, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I just with Unchar- both Uncharted and Mass Effect, I just really want a goddamn anthology. Yeah. You know? Did you read the Valve comic thing? No. See, I want something like that. Yeah. 
but for Uncharted and for Mass Effect. Has there been, there's so has many... been there that many uh, Uncharted comics to justify a collection? Well, no. I mean, there they only was this one, the six no volume. Because no one wants to read a comic about a video game. Because <laughs> okay, that is bullshit. video games are mostly illiterate. <laughs> except people who host or listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's our new theme song, yeah. That's nice, It's a wonderful song. Uh, it's true, though. Anyway, I'm just saying. That's anyone... pretty bad when comic books are a little bit too literary for like video game people. No, I don't know. The Uncharted comics are not good, but I kind of like them. With Amy Hennig? What is she doing? Is she actually is Amy Hennig working on Last of Us? Because I know I don't think so. I know it's I think a Naughty she's Dog working team. On some other game. Well, no, now for the first time they have two teams. Oh yeah. Well, so Last yeah, of Us has been they've been. That's working not on that necessarily the Uncharted team exactly. No, I'm sure there's some people that have crossed over, but oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what Amy Hennig is working on. Yeah. Well, we'll probably was, find out in two years. I I forgot that I had bought the I. The iPad copy of Nolan North's Diary of the Making of uh, Oh yeah, what is Three. Drake's journal? Drake, yeah, Drake's journal. And I was looking out there on my iPad. It's cute, but like Amy Hennig looks so tired because like she's like <laughs> think of their goddamn development cycle. I know exactly, and like this, all this entire franchise constantly hinges on her. She's the main writer and like creative director, and she's just like. Man, Nolan North to do this. <laughs> she just looks like man. Also, I don't... to be fair, that's just kind of the person that she is. I think. I think she's so, not yeah. necessarily a super effusive person. But, However, uh, I love her, bad. and I want to hug her forever, and I'm gonna make her all the cakes. And Amy uh, man, the only reason I don't watch shit talk uh, Uncharted three more than I do is because I love Amy Hennig, and I would be terrified to think that if I ever shit talk that game, we could back her because I appreciate everything she did with those games. Man, Mastery, Uncharted three Uncharted was developed was in like, like two years. Man. I know, and they had things that fucked that up where Connor left halfway through the game, and they didn't anticipate that but yeah. yeah i'm just saying i love fuck i love fucking have you ever heard of sh- uh, 50 shades of gray <laughs> i don't want to bring this up now oh i i know have of you heard it. about this I have know you heard of about it. the origins of this book well, 50 it's... shades of gray is the new hit book with like with with was it spinsters it, was and shit it... now <laughs> you just said spinsters yeah that's what motherfucker no you're a man spinster i don't think you can Fucking use that mother. word <laughs> Well, that's what I keep on hearing is is that like this is like a book for old ladies who want to like who can't enjoy like the story of O or something like that. I guess it's a book about BDSM yeah. that started off as Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. And it was an ebook that became a huge success, so much yeah. so that it got published, and there are like ten of them. I'm starting to hear a lot of stories about like people's moms reading it and going, mm, you should check this out. I know it's a little bit saucy. That's what I'm saying. Here's the thing, I'm though. not saying that everyone who reads it is like a fifty year old grandma. Is that such a thing? Is that too young for being a grandma? Whatever. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's weird to think like people's grandmas are reading like books about girls getting spanked and Guess shit. Guess what? People read porn. I know, but it's weird. That what is beautiful I is people being it open about it. Publicly sanctioned. Yeah, yeah, I'm not complaining about it. Well, I, I as someone see... who keeps can't find Cat Denning's tits, I'm <laughs> glad with more sex being out in the open. Is all I'm saying. I can't make fun because Amazon is convinced that all I want to do is buy pornography now. Well, why? Just what are you because? Doing? Well, no, I, I discovered. Oh, romance novels. I'm reading this romance novel, so I got we got this lesbian romance novel, and my wife and I enjoyed it so much that You're we ridiculous. bought we bought another one, and then I bought a couple of anthologies, are and these... I realized this is how I'm going to use the e-reader stuff on our iPad. Yeah. Otherwise, I want to buy books. What kind of romance novels? Well, you, you wasn't a, a gay one, a a, a, guy, a guy gay romance novel you were reading, right? No, I've only been reading lesbian romance novels. Oh, oh okay, that's what it is. Okay. Oh, and you were great. writing a gay. Well, I'm working on a gay romance novel, yeah. which is great. Reading this has made me realize my flaws with it. How so? It's perfect. Well, I realized that the thing about a romance novel, this is the way romance novels work, is that there's the you know you got your two protagonists, yeah. and they each have something they need to overcome before they can be in a relationship together. Yeah. And at I the saw, end of the day, I real... saw I, when you get mail. <laughs> 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 Is that not right? 
When Mel, when Mel met, met Sal. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Did you see that? That was cute. <laughs> I've seen the shop around the corner. It ends with the crazy on. blind guy too. singing Over the Rainbow at the end and all these Godfather quotes. Man, that movie's dated as fuck. <laughs> I know. It's kind of amazing. Because it's all about AOL. Party, par- what is it? Pillow talk is more relevant than that, and that's about party <laughs> lines. I'm just saying. Anyway, no. So yeah, in a romance novel, there's a, a the two protagonists have something they need to overcome. Know, yeah. It could be overcome if they just o- talk to each other 15 pages in, but they don't, and that's really the only conflict. So then they get over it, and then they're together at the end, and it's happy ending. Yeah. And I realized my problem was that I had conflict for my one protagonist, but not the other. So I need to come up with a conflict. For what my was the conflict for the one protagonist? Oh, he has really bad empty nest issues. Oh, okay. What's like, really what, bad? What? So, what's your uh, other character situation? What do you think you can? We don't have to talk about this on the podcast. Okay, boning. Dear Lord. Anyway, boning. Um, <laughs> boning. Yes, I think it's going to be the death of his former partner. I think that's what it's going to be. And trying to make open it his no, heart. make it so that he needs like a boner. Uh, what's the? What did they use to build the Statue of Liberty with? Girders? Yeah. <laughs> what? Girders. He has to hire elder girders. girders. <laughs> 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 he got the title right there. Burner girders. This is the worst. Every podcast we do is worse than the last. Why do we have any listeners? I was anymore? listening to last week's podcast. We're like, I think at the multiple points where like I was like checking like Twitter and you were just checking your phone and it just Jesus got really quiet. Christ. And I was like, I should have edited that out. <laughs> And that's what, dear Lord. Anyway, romance novels. Amazon, please stop suggesting that I want to read Fifty Shades of Grey. Your mom is never. Oh, that's how you know about it. Well, no. I mean, I know about it because Why? it's the Isn't hit me thing. book, TV book. Oh dear, you're God, obligated. No, 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 no. no. If you want, I... if you want to get educated about BDSM by someone who only knows that from imagining uh, Edward Cullen and Fishface <laughs> spanking each other in the trees. A, there's nothing wrong with starting for fanfic. B, there is something no, wrong with it's fun totally then. typo written, and even she admit. Well, I mean, here's the thing. There's my I, I, there's a phrase in my family called TRNs because my mom would read romance novels at the time and my family teaches her that they're trashy romance novels. TRNs. Ah, okay, yeah. And trashy romance novels have no particular literary value, but they are entertaining. Yeah, and that's what a trashy romance novel is. It's not necessarily yeah. that it's like porny. It's just it's like yeah, it's, it's, it's just... an enjoyable trash. Yeah. And uh, but, like there's, a trashy adventure but here's the thing: a good romance novel at least has some self-respect. Is there? I wonder if there's actually a genre. I wonder if there's like. I wonder what, like, the canonical best romance novels out there that aren't just, well, like, fine literature. There's got to be this kind of weird gray area of, like, known, like, within the romance uh, novel writing community. There's like got to the be pillars of it, even though they're not known as, like, great literature. I would say they're probably, for this. granted, this all comes from my relationship with my mother who loves romance novels. <laughs> I think the Flowers nature, in the attic. The nature that... of romance novels is that you write them serially. So, like, or excuse me, not like you write them yearly or twice a year or four yeah. times a year. So you, you just, just kind of pump them out, yeah. So I think it's not so much that there are books that everyone looks to as much as there are authors that everyone looks to who are good Just for at their the craft. output and the quality despite well, just good the, their, their craft. quantity, yeah. Exactly, because it is a craft, you know. Like V.C. Andrews. Well, apparently my mom, my mom's, my mom's favorite romance novelist is Nora Roberts. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, Nora we Roberts talked about fan. this when you started talking about your gay romance novel. Well, and I, I asked her, I'm like, what are some good ro- books by Nora Roberts? Because Nora Roberts, she does, she's got the code oh, You started reading that. Yeah, you were, you, you appreciated that stuff. You weren't it's just like, reading that stuff to be like, huh, huh, look well, at this. Well, it's kind of fascinating. 
fascinating to look at these books, to look at any genre book and just break it down to the formula. It's kind of fascinating because they're the tropes and they're the characters and here's the conflict, blah, blah, blah. It's fascinating from like a mathematical perspective. Yeah. We've spent way too much of these goddamn podcasts talking about romance novels. You don't care. You're just trying to get me to I think it's interesting. The craft of writing in general is always interesting to me. I don't care what it's about. I've never read books like this. That's why I'm curious about the Shades of Grey stuff because it's a a known piece of... Shades of Grey sounds like one of the first pieces of known fan fiction that's actually become a huge thing. Uh, I wouldn't... Mm, I'm oh, sure, known fan fiction. I'm sure, okay. like, um, man, technically, like, half of Shakespeare's fan fiction, because he, like, stole, like, stories and kind of, like, made well, up his own characters I mean, and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, like... if you want to say... This is the thing about fan fiction. It's it's hard to degrade fan fiction or any sort of fan output, because it's like there's... You want to get technical, half of classic... Although we're like, living in more of a remix society now, where it's becoming yeah. a little bit easier to kind of, like, just say, I just took that and kind of twisted this and yeah. made my own characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people who started from that. <sighs> Don't no. bite me was Harry Potter fan fiction. I didn't want to say it. I didn't <laughs> Did want to I say just it. it. <laughs> I think she's mentioned on I her think own she's podcast. That. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue. Hey, you know it was really good. The Avengers movie was really good. Yeah. Who'd you go? You went to My go lady see with your friend. Lady? Went to go t- take Where'd me you go see, see it. It was really great. We went to go see it at the um uh the Lloyd Center. Okay. And it was just a good time. It was a great movie to see in a theater full of people too. Because the, the best part was just spoilers for Avengers. No, 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 no. Okay. We're gonna be good. We're gonna be good. We're not. Gonna I was gonna ask Avengers. you if people laughed because it was the part with no, nope. nope. We're not gonna. We're not gonna spoil it. We're gonna be good. Me, me, we're not gonna spoil the Avengers. Everyone saw it this weekend. No, I'm never gonna assume. Because oh I, God. if I, we, I hadn't been on a whim and gone out, I never would have seen it. Yeah. But there was one part of the movie where Joss Whedon does the most Joss Whedon-y thing that he does. And it's great because there... Oh, some... yeah, you know when that happens, like, oh, now I'm watching a Joss Whedon movie. Exactly. Yeah. And it's great because some audience member just went, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, real... And everybody just fucking died laughing. It was perfect. And that's why I love going to see movies. Man! And... But he... And I know. Thing. The Avengers is good. What do you think it of the Hulk? A... What do you oh, think Mark Ruffalo was the best the part? Hulk. He really was the best part. Yeah. And I he, like Mark Ruffalo, though. Not just Stark, the Hulk, but, like, Bruce Banner was cool. Yeah. When they're getting out about science. Bros. That's yeah. great. And I even didn't dislike Scarlett Johansson. I think no, She's kind of like the main character of the movie, weirdly yeah. enough. She's well, she's the one yeah. who has kind of, like, the biggest arc, and she's, like, the main human thoroughfare throughout yeah. the whole film. And I like the very subtle way he dealt with her role in that team. It was nice. I saw it was Calamity John. Man, Calamity John. Uh, Calamity John is a friend of ours who, uh... He's, he's a fellow cartoonist and yeah. stuff. We love him to death, but a he really hates solid. Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah. And he spent all week just like, fuck the original. I hate the well, original. No, he doesn't, I'm gonna okay, no, here's the thing. He does not hate Joss Whedon. It's just that you cannot be indifferent to Joss Whedon. That's in true, community. yeah. Because everyone's like, oh my god, what do you mean you haven't seen Serenity? What, you don't love Firefly? The phrase. What, you wanted to watch the Buffies? The phrase Mewling Quim does get used in the film, which is pretty <laughs> yeah. amazing. And he was like, how do you be, call yourself a feminist and have someone use the phrase Mewling Quim in your film? And I was like, man... Yeah, it's out of context, but, you know. Man, I am so proud of Joss Whedon, though. Yeah. I can't help but be proud of him. Did you see his post of Whedon-esque? Yeah. Where he essentially went back to his troops and said, yeah, what's up, bitches? (laughs) Yeah, well, but it was essentially saying thank you to his fans that have been stuck by him for the last decade while everything's fallen to shit for him. Not everything falling to shit, but... Yeah, I could only hope to be as quote unquote unsuccessful as Joss Whedon. I'm yeah. Oh, that. I love half the jokes are like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm writing this for my gold typewriter now, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Yeah. Man. But you know, the Avengers really good. I had. Well, here's the thing. What, one thing that kind of fascinates me about all of these Marvel movies, because this is what I thought about Thor and um, Captain America and the I've Avengers. I've still only seen uh, like half of Thor and that's And it. I would say even Iron Man. Yeah, all of them. They're all weirdly devoid of tension. Yeah. All of them. Well, they're all just kind of like designed to lead up to the Avengers movie. I even thought the Avengers movie was weirdly devoid of tension. Well, yeah, it's... I don't care, because that's not what I'm there for. 
Who the fuck cares about the Tesseract? Avengers is Nobody. the Tesseract. Isn't that the Cosmic Cube in the comics or something? I, like, That's I kind of a know. lame title. They could have just called it the Cosmic Cube. <laughs> you don't have to call it a Tesseract. Um, shawarma. It was a really good time. Galaga! <laughs> that was hilarious! That was Anyways, no, no spoilers. Jo- no, what, what's good? It is good. Uh, it is good times. Everyone should go see the Avengers. I don't have to tell you this. God damn it. You've all seen it once Supposedly, or twice. the voice of one of the voices at the very end, there's like computer-generated characters. One of the voices was Wesley from Angel. Well, Alexis Denisoff played the other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know his name, motherfucker. Step down. What I'm saying. No, it's adorable. Joss knows his bros. Oh my god, it's, it's funny. Sweet. Like ever since then, I've been like starting to uh, plow through Buffy again. Uh, starting with Buffy, and you are two. a masochist, my friend. It's got, Buffy is not you, aged I well. I cannot go back. It's like going back to X Files. You have to go back with a, a with an eye, an appreciative eye, in, a, who can, you know, appreciate the context and the year <laughs> in which it was developed. No, Buffy, you have still, to appreciate the appreciation. Buffy, of the man, what? Even the first episode of the. Uh, I think everyone, if you're going to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it's all up on Netflix Instant. Uh, start with season two. Season one is terrible. It goes nowhere. Uh, they recap everything that happened in season one at the beginning of season two. But it's still clunky because, like, even at the end of that first episode of season two, which is where I always recommend to start, like, it has, like, really crappy, like, early 90s kind of like, yeah, it's like a Wishbone episode where it's, like, this little jazzy little music. And I'm like, I can't imagine showing that to anyone and, like, being able to, with a straight face, tell them, like, the show turns so badass, even though it's like, well, again, it's really good genre television, man. Yeah, but you it's know? good. It's the thing. Well, it's the thing. It's really good genre television doesn't mean it's bad. It's just that you shouldn't go into it saying, oh, this is the most amazing thing. No, it's just a really good version of what yeah. it is. And then I spent last weekend coloring a, uh, f- uh, Mike Russell designed a t-shirt for the Can't Stop the, the Serenity people here in town. Uh-huh. Uh, Can't Stop the Serenity is uh, here in Portland. And actually, I think they do this all over the country. Uh, different cities on Joss Whedon's birthday, they hold a charity screening of the movie Serenity based on Joss Whedon's TV show Firefly. And all the proceeds from that screening get uh, sent to, uh, what was it, Equality for Women? Joss Whedon's yeah. big uh, feminist. Well, not even feminist, but just like... A ladies' right. A yeah, pro- ladies' rights stuff. Ladies rights. And uh, so Mike Russell designed a shirt for this year as I can't stop the, the signal. I uh, can't stop the serenity thing. And so I got to, like, I had Firefly on the mind, too, after also watching uh, Buffy. And, yeah, it's nice to see Joss Whedon coming back. It's very cool. God bless him. Yeah. I'm still, I'm, I'm still curious to see what happens with Much Ado About Nothing. That should be com- you think that should be coming out sometime soon? Yeah. Well, Gotta write on that Avengers co- But man, what movies are coming out? There's no movies. Uh, how many times have you seen Dark Shadows? <laughs> that movie looks so good. You know, dude, my, you know, it's like, it's, my uh, mother-in-law loved the Dark Shadows TV show, and she's excited about it. It's gonna be... Supposedly the people I, I've seen who, like, dug the Dark Shadows, they're the ones of all the people are going, what? The fuck? People have actually seen it now. Not just the people who got upset at the trailers, which who knows what the trailers, you know. Trailers look like shit, but who knows what that means with the final film. I thought like it the most like enraged time. people yeah. are like the actual Dark Shadows fan. I, I feel so a bad Tim for those guys. Burton person at all. Man, no one's a Tim Burton person anymore. Even the Tim Burton people. They got I cannot believe fucking Frank and Weenie. God damn. Frank and Weenie, I love Frank and Weenie. And that it's so good cute. as a short. That could be cute. Do you know, he made a shot for shot stop motion remake of his own movie. 
This is a weird thing oh, to do. I forgot it's all stop motion, too. Yeah. No, is it's it actually, shot for shot. At least coming, I watched that a well, lot. It can't be shot for shot because it's only going to be like like 20 minutes long. If you watch that trailer, and you could probably overlay it with the short, yeah. there are huge sections of it. Because I loved that short as a kid, and I thought it was so cool that it was like something with the camera. I wonder if actually Tim Burton directed yeah. it. Because oh, yeah. I just assume Henry Selleck actually does all of his heavy lifting when it comes Man, to animation. And it's so <laughs> weird because his, the way his style, the character faces are so devoid of emotion. Well, they're all pointy faces with big bulbous eyes and shit. Yeah. Oh man, it's. I, I think that's fun. I'll, I I just want another Beetlejuice Peewee. That's all I care about. Now, now you can make either of those movies for fifteen cents. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, let's talk about more important things like last week's episode of Legend of Korra. Oh. It was so good. It was great. Last. Uh, so okay. So uh, the whole Southeast Portland gang. I've been trying to get them to watch. Originally, we had started watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. None of these people had seen it before, but I was trying to get them to finish the show before Legend of Korra came out. Of course, yeah. this is me thinking Legend of Korra wouldn't start until like next fall. And of course, it just suddenly started up like a couple weeks ago. And so uh, last week, uh, I was like, you know what? Fine, fuck it. We're just gonna skip ahead to Korra because like Korra's <laughs> just getting too fucking good. Yeah. And even Kip was like. He's the only person who really cared about spoilers, and he was like, ah, I've heard enough good things, now so let's watch it. And we had a fucking good... We watched Core the first four great. episodes, yeah. and everyone was laughing their asses off. It was a good fucking time. Well, I, you know what my favorite thing has become between Korra and Game of Thrones? What's up? I love compressed narrative. Yeah! Dear Lord! It's so satisfying. Like, the other thing my wife and I are watching... Um, we're totally in lesbian land right now, because we're reading lesbian romance novels, and we watch this ridiculous BBC soap called Lip Service that's like this lesbian soap opera. Mm-hmm. And it's great because it's a BBC show. So there's six episodes of the first season and we're on the second season now. There's probably going to be six more episodes there. And it's great because shit happens. Like I love that in Legend of Korra... It's Cora, not just drawn out forever, yeah. Exactly. Like in Legend of Korra, we just confronted the love triangle. I love that. Like, it's like, like four episodes in. Like, yeah. Okay, love triangle, man. That was a great episode. It not just great. because they confront the love triangle, but the fact that like... Core is an active part in Love Triangle. She's not just like yeah. uh, Bolin and Mako aren't just like going after her, and she's yeah. not just a trophy to be won. And that she actually fucks up. Man, when she kisses Mako and yeah. Bolin just kind of melts. Yeah, I love the fact that like I thought they were gonna do the thing where it's like he was gonna be try- trying to be like dignified and walk away and was going no. to speak to it. He's Bolin. He's bursting into tears. And then he gets. I lo- and I love that Legend of Korra. They can't actually have him get drunk at, at a bar afterwards, so they have him go back to the noodle shop and yeah. get like drunk on noodles. <laughs> and Mako has to carry him. Mountain, and then yeah. Pabu is all filled with noodles and he's like <laughs> oh my god I love Pabu's little uniform too by the way yeah, it's so great oh my god that episode I will the, the thing that made me very happy about that episode was we talked about this on the uh, Avatar Last Airbender slash uh, Legend of Korra podcast was the one thing I was worried about with uh, Legend of Korra I was afraid that the romance, the love triangle thing would be the weakest part of the show because the whole romantic angle of the original series was not that strong. It was yeah. the weakest part of the whole show. This one, they totally just hit it head on, yeah. had a great time. There's still yeah. stuff going on. It's yeah, not like still, everything was not got entirely resolved. resolved yeah. But they addressed it head on yeah. and had a great time doing it. It wasn't like this long drawn out, like everyone no. being sad. They didn't wait until season eight. Balls. Oh, yeah. great. Oh, man. And I love that, like, even when, like, was like, man, woman, how much you gonna hurt me more? And just like, oh, it's so funny. And just... Hey everybody, Bill likes Cora. <laughs> I'm just saying this is this is the point where like I this is me giving the official all clear to people who have not seen Legend of Cora. Like the one thing I was worried about the Legend of Cora might fuck up. Like they got it right, and yeah. so I'm I'm giving the all clear. Everyone coming into yeah. Legend of Cora, the water's fine. It's cool. In it's fact, I will go so far as to say um, I will do a raffle. Um, anybody who wants to enter, email howdy at boyhowdy.org, and uh, next week I will pull a winner, and I will buy you an iTunes subscription to Legend of Korra. This is how strongly I feel about that. Actually, you and I, yeah, you don't have to This is how strongly we feel about it. We will give it to you. (laughs) How do you want to do the raffle? 
They'll Choose just, a number from one to ten? Well, no, they'll just email us and I'll pull someone randomly. Oh, we like write it down on a piece of paper? We can do that live on next week's episode, we actually. We can do that. There yeah, you go. E- well, what's the email address? Howdy at boyhowdy.org. You know the price just went up. <laughs> It's not just thirty. That's a thirty-five dollar. Well, it I guess, always has been thirty-five dollars, motherfucker. I just say it's good. Yeah, it's no, I'm good. totally down for that. Okay, we have to write this down so we don't forget. Okay, Legend <laughs> of Korra. I'm very excited. It's That's really great. good we stuff. Content. There we go. Bill is so thrilled. Oh dear. Anyway, yeah, man, Legend of Korra. I we it, anyone? Oh man, it's so good. Um, uh, what else did I want to say? Um. One of our pauses right there. We're both checking our <laughs> notes. Um, man, just I, I'm trying to even think of any one specific thing, but without well, I guess we'll spoil it for people who haven't seen it yet. But I don't know. Legend of Korra is great. That that Tano was it Tano the asshole guy who looks oh, like yeah. Aeon Flux. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's great. But man, and it's just like the Korra. Cor- Korra is one of my favorite characters ever. And in she's any TV an asshole show. when they're burping and the yeah. camera slides and people are yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> I guess this episode was kind of divisive with a lot of people watching the show, especially the, the shippers, the people who are always worried shippers about the romantic always going to be upset. Uh, it's funny because, like, everyone, I guess, for the longest time was, like, shipping Mako and and uh, Korra. Now everyone's shipping Korra and Bolin because Bolin got his heart kicked in in this episode. But then everyone's like, man, Korra's a bitch because she was she was so mean to everybody. And, like, uh, she's pretty a much teenage girl. people hate Korra now because of all the reasons I like her because she's actually a human being with yeah. flaws. She's not just, like, this perfect little angel waiting to be no, one. No. The fact that she can be aggressive and stupid. And... Well, and she's kind of, like, in the Katniss situation. She's like, I got shit on my plate. Yeah, I got stuff to do. Let's yeah. fight. But man, anyway, Legend of Korra. Yeah, uh, email us. And we'll yeah, we'll we'll pick a winner on next week's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Should they write anything special? There should be the, like uh, uh, an email headline or anything like. No, just I want free Korra. Email me. Yes. Don't make. I'm we only have three. We only have like three listeners. So your chances are writing. <laughs> I was say, statistically speaking, you guys are have a really good. Really, chances. if you're listening to this, you probably have a one in three chance of getting a free uh, first season subscription to Legend of. I'm just saying. What friends, if people are outside out. of the country and they they don't have a computer? That's. How are they listening to this? <laughs> All right, friends, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back for the Geek Week interview. Are we going to do that? What else happened this week? What else happened to me? Did anything... Wait. You stuff happened notes. to me. What but did you say? I can't... Stuff happened this week. Did anything happen this week? <laughs> no. Bill's going to have a panic attack. Was my attack. week that empty? The wall of was Legend of Korra and Minecraft? <laughs> yes. I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> the empty winds of my life. <laughs> I just realized I'm old and alone. Just right now. This is it. That's right, Bill. Okay. You should read Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> You're set up for it. All okay. right, friends, we'll be back in a second. Okay. The best in men's clothing. Call Paul's Boutique at Arts of Janice. The number is 718-498-1043. That's Paul's Boutique, and they're in Brooklyn. All right, friends, it's time for the Geek Week in Review. I'm trying to mix, like, uh, MCA. Do you care about the Beastie Boys? I don't not care about the Beastie Boys. Uh, man, Adam Yeo died. That's a big deal. He was the husky voice guy in the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone's at least heard of the Beastie Boys, even if you know who it was. There's three guys. There's Mike D. There's the other guy who's not Mike D or the dead guy. <laughs> and there's Adam Yao, who's kind of the husky guy. I guess he actually directed a lot of their videos and stuff. I yeah. didn't realize that. But well, he was yeah. involved in filmmaking. Too. Yeah, and he died. He had. Uh, I guess he had gotten cancer like two years ago, and that was kind of freaky. And I guess it came back, and he didn't really tell anyone. Uh, the Beastie Boys got inducted into the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame last yeah, month. Yeah, I was going to say, And he conspicuously didn't not show up. 
Hmm. But I guess the rest, the other two Beastie Boys, will write a letter in his, you know, and no one really thought about it because yeah. no one, he had never announced that. Oh, P.S. I might be dead in a month. Yeah. But now, just suddenly, just last week, it's like, oh, guess what? Adam Yao is dead. And hmm. I was like, shit. Hmm. So yeah, and he was only like what, like maybe fifty or something. He was not that old. I thought he was like in his forties. Yeah, yeah, he was like maybe in his mid forties. Man, and then Maurice Sendak died. Yeah. Last week was a rough week to be Spike Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the documentary oh, Spike Jones made about Maurice Sendak? No. no. Well, Spike Jones he directed joke. a bunch of Beastie Boy videos. That was a good joke. And Spike though. Jones he did. Well, Spike Jones directed the what the fuck the movie? Wild things in my butt. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the wild things oh, at? Oh, the wild things. That's the Where video. Where wild things at? When you go to, when you go to uh, uh, Blockbuster Video, wild things is the is the video with the two girls kissing on the front. It's all, what's up? How you doing? I have no idea Isn't what you're that, talking about. Isn't that like about. Buffy and a fish face girl kissing? <laughs> I have no idea oh, what you're I gotta talking about. Tell everyone about Beastie Boys, guys. Tell, okay, you know about Adam Yao. Give them their biography while I look this no, up. No, I know nothing about Adam Yao. I'm not Wild very good Wild music Things person. Wild DVD cover. I, genuinely, I know more about the Beastie Boys because of their episode of Futurama than I do. Well, I know. I like that wasn't one of the things people were bringing up. Like, he can't. he's not totally dead. They just had to chop off his head and preserve the body because otherwise Futurama can't happen. There's, there's been a couple actually dead people in Futurama now, like Gary Gygax. Yeah. I hope they're preserving all their... I hope they're, like, they're not fucking around by the head preserving shit. I'm just saying, Al Gore better watch out. Oh, 2012. This is also the year that uh, uh, Fry's dog dies. Oh, we just watched yeah. that episode last week. That's a good episode. And it's like, two, 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 yeah, 2012. You kind of see... Uh, uh... Did you know that the showrunner for Futurama was the head writer for Avatar The Last Airbender? What? Yeah. What? Yeah, and he, the reason why he couldn't work on Korra is because he was working on the new Futurama. Because I know Dave Filoni, one of the directors of the original show, he now directs Clone Wars. His name is like Adam Erhaz or something like oh, okay. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, that must be since Futurama came back, yeah. though. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. no, 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 he was on the original show, too. Oh, man, then he probably works with Amy Major. Yeah. Oh, and then I could, I could get a job making uh, <laughs> Avatar and Futurama. There you go, Bill, you're set. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Adam Bill's Yow. Basement Productions. Man, I forgot about that he were on the... Uh, Futurama. Anyway, um, yeah. Man, uh, if anyone who does not know uh, Beastie Boys, just go out and buy uh, iTunes. It's got Paul's Boutique. That is their best album, in my opinion. It's just, it, man, that was produced by the Dust Brothers, who also did, like, the yeah. Fight Club soundtrack and stuff. It's a very distinctive sound. Man, fucking good album. It's got, like, the Sounds of Science, where it's, like, this mooing sound. It's hilarious. <laughs> the, I like the Beastie Boys because they weren't afraid to make songs that sound butt-fuck stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like there aren't always like super tough bravado. Sometimes like here's a song about I've been retarded about science for five minutes. It was, it was That's awesome. a very good impression of the Beastie Boys. Right. Do you, did you care about Marie Sendak? Yeah, I was a young person once. Did, were you in line for his movie? How I'm many sure times did you see He wasn't in line for the movie either, dude. Uh, so, no, no. Did you see the really great? Um, he uh, gently put up Spike Jones making his movie. <laughs> exactly. like, get the fuck out of did here. you? Uh, did you see the? Um, uh, the really great uh, reprint that the New Yorker posted online of Art Spiegelman. And I Maurice saw Sendak. that. Everyone was juicing him. I didn't actually read it. Was it good? Yeah, it's two pages, two pages too the long to read. I saw it on Tumblr and it was such a tiny you thing. You click it. Tumblr is awful. I saw it. somebody must have reposted it because it was teeny. I could barely read it. Tumblr is awful with images, which is hilarious. I know. Ugh. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, Marie Sendak. Did you know he was gay? No, yeah. really? Uh, there was this documentary about uh, Marie Sendak that was on Netflix Instant for a while. Uh, that was, I guess, uh, in the lead up and during the making of 
where the Wildlings are, the live action movie that Spike Jones did. Yeah. Spike Jones actually made a documentary about Maurice Sendak, mm-hmm. where he went to Maurice Sendak's uh, Connecticut home just to interview him and stuff. Man, Maurice Sendak was one sad son of a bitch. Yeah, he was just super like depressive and he was a nice guy he meant well he wasn't like a bad man but like man he was like one dour son of a bitch he was a really acidic sense of humor so he's still yeah. funny it's not like he had, didn't, did not have any sense of humor but he was just very fatalistic but like yeah i'm gonna be dead soon everyone's gonna be dead world's ending yeah not exactly the most that documentary is interesting but not really fun to watch <laughs> and uh yeah and part of his big thing is that he was gay and he had his partner that he lived with for 50 years and he could never talk to anybody about it and Aww. He was no super, idea. like, angry about it, and huh. justifiably so. Interesting. But I don't know why I'm suddenly bringing up the gay thing. Because now we have a gay-friendly president. That's right. That happened this week. Oh, man, how did I not put that on my this list? This has been a week of up and downs. God damn the it. The gay community for the legend Barack of Cork. Obama. For the Mako community. You know, <laughs> you know what really made me Beastie cry? the Beastie Boys community. What really made me cry? And he's like, he was talking about how he's like, at the end of the day, he's like, my, my daughter, you know, it plays with friends, and their parents can't be married. And I can't explain to her why that's why they can't be married. Yeah. And that's not just not right. And I was just like, God damn it, Barry, making me cry. Boo, boo, boo. You know he flip flopped about that. <laughs> His war on marriage. <laughs> Jesus. Did you see the New Yorker cover where it's all gay uh, things on the White House? No. You'll see. It'll be all over the internet tomorrow. That's adorable. Someone drew it on their iPad tonight. Oh, Barry. Uh, so, oh, that all came about because of the whole North. Was it New 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 Connecticut? What's it called? Let's not talk about North it. Car- you know what? North- I love that the last you know what? time. North Carolina also killed Blackbeard. <laughs> then again, he was also a child rapist. That's not a dig against them. <laughs> I do love that the last time they modified their constitution in regards to yeah, marriage, that's... it was for miscegenation. So you know where that's going. Dear Lord. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the good news this week. Beyond... No, we got one more piece of bad news. The three oh. pieces of bad news was Adam Yao is being dead. Man, Paul's boutique. Got jumping in. What what do you think waxing and milking is? Because they're always talking about we are waxing and milking all your squares. Who do you gonna do? Coat them with honey. Time to time. Meet no funny. Check it again. So I was gonna have a Beastie Boys cover bit. <laughs> Just fat guys rambling on stage. It's gonna be. <laughs> It's gonna be more like a uh, fucking what's his name? Um, like an old folks host? Wesley Willis. Than... <laughs> I should email. Wesley Willis I gotta email the, I gotta Beastie, email the Beastie Boys and say, guys, you know what? Adam Yao's dead, but I'm willing to step in. I want to. I can pinch hit for Adam Yao in a heartbeat. Oh my god. So uh, the, the the third piece of bad news is Bioshock Infinite got delayed to February 26. I like that you ranked that with the death of two amazing I put it artists. Below. <laughs> Shit, that was the only other big game I was waiting for this year. Yeah, it was all, like, you know what? That being delayed means my I might actually finish The Witcher sometime in August or something. Yeah, yeah, man, Bioshock Infinite. You know what? I'm all t- I'm all for I'm it. I'm not surprised they fucking Sean Elliott, who's one of the producers. He formerly have one up in uh, GFW Radio and stuff like that. Just last week, he was posting about how like he's a producer on Bioshock Infinite now. And he's all like, "Oh yeah, I was just in the office last night, just plugging new stuff into the game willy nilly. I was having a great time. Like this seems a little late in the game. If your game's coming out in six months, you're just like." putting new stuff like brand new like yeah gameplay things into the game and so it sounds like they're still it sounds like they're really polishing it It doesn't sound like there's any crisis like oh my god we have to push it back because it's like i don't know i've heard good behind the scenes i've heard it sounds like this is a good delay well not that the game needed it but it sounds like they're kind of like really polishing them things up where they're like yeah if we had just another extra couple months we could really make this game sing which is great i wish wish more developers got that yeah and they're pushing it this is essentially the by the mass effect 3 the mass effect slot where it's kind of like uh, late winter, where oh, that's Mass Effect own... 2 and 3 came out. Yeah, they'll yeah. just own that. That's actually good programming for them. So. Yeah. Yeah, instead of having to compete with everything head-to-head at I Christmas. I wish more developers had the luxury of doing that. 
Yeah. Dear Lord, I wish Bioware had the luxury of doing that. Yeah. I'm just going to be gritting my teeth all, all fall. They're going, there's not Bioware. Well, so well, there's, yeah, I was looking at my, my Amazon, like, order list yeah. to see what games are coming out. Like, shit. Son. People are assuming for some reason that Grand Theft Auto V is coming out this October. Even though no. there's no, absolutely no reason to think that. I mean, Rockstar is pretty guarded, out, but. But, like, yeah. Ro- Rockstar is known for, they'll put out a trailer for a Grand Theft Auto game a year and a half before it actually hits the streets. Yeah. I also can't actually get excited about Grand Theft Auto because yeah. I played the best Grand then Theft like, Auto game of all time. And it was called Saints Row the Third. Oh, yes. I said you were playing again last night. Yeah. Well, I was making characters. That's the best game. I made I made my wife in the game. No, seriously. I if they, myself. they announced a Saints Row Four tomorrow, I'd be like, man, I would. Gla- if I had the choice it. between, oh uh, yeah, I'm sure they have to be. Did you see that the developer, like one of the leads, is like, yeah, we've already figured out how to top. Saints Row, the third God, I can't ghosts. imagine. I can't imagine. Hopefully, THU survives long enough. All of the, to let them publish it. All of uh, all through the Avengers, were you having Saints Row set flashbacks? I don't want to talk about it, but anyone who's played Saints Row the third, well, well, enjoy the flying, Avengers. There's a toilet with a with a Mega Man cannon running yeah. around. That would have been perfect. Um, so yeah, that was the bad news that happened this week. However, the no, so wait, is... this fall is going to be like the Wii U. Because that's, like, that's the only big hardware thing Again, coming out. Again, I'm not getting I know you don't care here. about that, but that, that's the only thing I'm going to care about because it's Nintendo and I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, God. Man. What else is coming out this year? Uh, Dishonored, I think, is still on track. What the hell is Dishonored? Dishonored is the game from Ar- Arcane Studios. Supposedly Last of Us is supposed to be coming out this fall. Who knows oh, if that it? actually happens? I think that's what um, last I heard was, like... That makes sense with their new development cycle. Yeah. How have I not pre-ordered that one yet? Um, yeah, on my list, I've, I've literally got I've got Max Payne coming out. I've got Dishonored, and I've got like nah. there's a game from the Insomniac Studios called like Project Overstrike or something like that, where the trailer looked really really cute. So I've got bah. that pre-ordered, and that's literally it. Bah. I feel so lost. Oh. I now I have now there's no pussy fitting around, and I have to buy a gaming PC because I gotta. What else am I gonna play? You gotta finish Assassin's Creed Four. Oh, Assassin's Creed's coming out this fall. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah. But that's, I, that, 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 that I actually funky. forgot about that. I will play any Assassin's Black Ops 2. Oh, man, that's what I forgot to add on the list. So I read this article this week from the developer of Assassin's Creed, oh, and no. he was basically the creative director, and he's like... And I, he wasn't trying D, to be D. incendiary. Did or whatever his name was? I, he wasn't the trying, old creative director? I think so. Okay. No, 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 the current guy. Oh. I can't remember his name. And he was not trying to be incendiary, but he was like, you know, we thought about having a female protagonist, and it was just... You know, at the time, it was all dudes. It was just dudes. It was du- Sausage Fest from Wall to Wall. It just won't work. And I just read this, and my brain actually cracked in half. They're like, you can't have a, a woman walk down the streets dressed uh, and, like, and blend in. But a spring-loaded arm cannon well, gun thing. And I love sense. the implication that a Native American dude can blend in with the white, like, the ultra-conservative con- like, white society of early Should America. Should be Betsy Ross. Well, and honestly, and I, I was like, I didn't, <laughs> my brain just split in half because in in college I did um, a huge paper on um, women at sea and just how many women were undercover as like just disguise themselves as men. I actually found a Wikipedia entry, the, a category that was just um, uh, female cross dressers in wartime. Yeah, and I'm like here you go, bitches. I actually found a certain actual woman who lived during the American Revolution and served in the United States Army as dressed as a man. I'm like, motherfuckers. Did you see the, the, that thing Rachel edited linked to this week where it's the Wikipedia entry about the French lady who was a lesbian and she killed ten men in duels and stuff? And no. she, like, she, uh, invaded. Relevant to my interests. She got sent to a nunnery just so she can fuck a nun? <laughs> I forgot what this lady's name is. <laughs> I'm going to Google lesbian nun fuck duel. 
That's exactly what's going to happen. Safe search is off. While you're searching that, I meant to say this during the, this is not Week in review but they released the, uh, on Xbox, they released the demo for Spec Ops The Line. I think it's called Spec Ops The Line. Yeah. It's it's the really, it's kind of distinctive visually in that it's a modern war game, but it's set in uh, Dubai after a terrible sandstorm. Mm-hmm. So there's all this shifting sand and everything. It's beautiful. The gameplay is exactly like Mass Effect 1. If you ever find yourself missing, oh, I really want to play a shooter that's Mass Effect 1 without ah. any of the role-playing elements, you want to play Spec Ops The Line. I was astounded. Wait, was this a demo? Yeah, it's a demo. I'm dead serious. I mean, you should download it and play it just to... How is your sniper game oh um sniper elite fully is enjoying the hell out of it oh my god the other day she was actually mad at me for not tweeting how proud i was of her because it was pretty amazing she saw to shot a dude who was laying prone trying to snipe her <laughs> and he she shot him through his eyeball and it exited out his butthole it was kind of amazing Did she get a special achievement for that no i wish she had okay so this is julie de Bonny. uh 17th century bisexual French opera singer and fencing master who killed or wounded at least 10 men in life or death duels, performed nightly shows at the biggest and most highly respected opera stage in the world, and once took the old, uh, once took the holy orders just, uh, just so she could sneak into a convent and bang a nun. <laughs> this lady crazy. Why is this not a movie? Is, why is this not like the third, like the fourth, fifth, and sixth uh, Assassin's Creed game? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Google her. Its uh, last name is D-A-U-B-I-G-N-E-Y. That's Man, adorable. she's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, what else happened this week? Man, that's Assassin's Creed right there! I'm just saying. Fuck, man. Just saying. I, it just cracked me. It was like, you can't have a female character in a game that's about stealth and Assassin's blending Creed, in. At best, Assassin's Creed could just be, it sounds like it could just be uh, like a Red Dead I, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? Clone. Don't look me in the eye and tell me it's because it's not historically feasible. Look me in the eye and tell me it's not marketing. It's not feasible from a oh, yeah, marketing exactly. standpoint. That's what it is. Yeah. At least be fucking honest with me. Don't spit in my mouth and tell me it's beer. The good news is uh, 30 Rock Community and Parks and Recreation have all been renewed for fifth seasons. Not fifth. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They're all in different season orders, but they're all coming back for final seasons next year. Although, except for... Uh, the weird thing is, Thirty Rock and Community are coming back. It's been conf- confirmed they'll be their final seasons, but they're only coming back for thirteen episodes apiece. They're yeah. only coming back for half a season, which a lot of people were complaining. A lot of other people saying, "Fine, whatever. At least they get a half a season." Yeah. And at least they, uh, the creators know it's going to end, so at least they can craft an ending for those shows. Yeah. They don't have to worry about. There's their... something to be said for that. Oh, the Parks and Recreation got a full twenty-two uh, episode order, which I'm with a chance about. to actually come back after that too. So, so it sounds like Parks and Recreation. If they keep on chugging along, Q could keep on going for another couple Parks of years. Parks and Rec is still riding high. Yeah. I mean, that still is a really good show. 30 Rock's kind of over the hump. It's not bad, but 30 Rock's best days. I've actually days. watched this season. Yeah. Community has kind of... Man, this last season was not that great. Community's leaning a little too hard on the Inspector Space Time bullshit, the Doctor Who stuff. Where Are community, they really? Community's trying way too hard to be cute these days rather than yeah. funny. Although the last episode that just aired last night was actually very cute. Uh, it was actually funny, not just cute, but... Yeah, but Parks and Recreation, that's, yeah. Leslie Nope won. That was a great... Uh, you didn't see the I episode missed it. last yeah. night. Yeah, goddammit. Oh, man! And, uh, oh, she cri- There's this part where she cries. Yeah. And it cries. It's perfect. Like, just the, the writing on that show is... Cons- like, it is It's not best. just funny, but, like... The characterization the character is amazing. There's just, yeah, there's the one time in the whole episode where uh, Leslie Nope cries is exactly when you... Like, when it happens, you're like, oh, man, that's perfect. Yeah. And her relationship with uh, Ann with Perkins... Ben, oh, oh, with Ann Perkins! That yeah. is my favorite relationship Ann on television! Ann Perkins are still the two best bros! Like, oh, my <laughs> God, they're the best. the best female relationship on TV, or yeah. maybe the one of the best re- relationships on TV I've ever seen. Yeah. Where they're just fucking bros. Yeah. 
And He's as so a great. guy, it's totally- I love how Anne just or how how Leslie constantly compliments Anne on her impeccable beauty. Oh, I know, <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, amazing. Yeah, she's <laughs> like a sweet, beautiful idiot. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I just love Anne. You know, you know, yeah. As a straight guy, I want a lesbianum. No, together, it's a perfect sexual romance. Voltron. I'm the Tom Haverford just going, oh yeah. Ugh. I just I just want to get the kiddie pool full of motor oil and just dump them Ugh. into it and let them, you know. Uh, but yeah. I'm excited about Parks and Rec. Anyways, going but back you know, to... I'm glad that at least, like, a fucking 30 Rock community, at least they're going to be ending. You're not going to, like, six months from now, you're not going to have to worry about, like, uh, big campaigns to bring them back or anything like that. Like, they're going to fucking end. Hopefully those two episodes, will, uh, two sh- uh, shows will end on the same night, so it'll be, everyone can get drunk, watch <laughs> 30 Rock community. There apologies. you go. Our long national nightmare will be over. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Anyway, moving on. Um, speak, going back to Avengers real quick. Um, the biggest opening weekend of all yeah, time. Yeah, Avengers made over $200 million in one weekend. Domestic. <sighs> yeah, it opened. Was it domestic? Yeah, that was domestic. Because, like, inter- America was the last place that it opened. Yeah, it's, and like, so it'll, already... It's, it's already... It's, it'll probably make at least a billion dollars, which oh, is much as Oh, it's going to make Dark more Nate. than a billion dollars. Yeah. It is. You think this is going to be the biggest hit of the year? You think Dark Knight is going to make this much? Even with beautiful Tom Hardy. Covering his beautiful face. I don't know. Yeah, I know that could be. It's the deal yeah. breaker. No, no, no. And you got weird ass Catwoman. I mean, I'm just saying it's it's hilarious that now the pressure is on Christopher Nolan right now to make more than two hundred million dollars. Did you see the latest trailer? Ridiculous. Yeah, that was before the Avengers. Oh, I hadn't seen that in theaters. I saw it. I heard it was. So that I saw the Spider Man trailer. Man, man. Actually, I'm not interested in all the Spider Man movie except that Peter Parker is quippy, and um, I really want to see him make out with uh, Gwen Stacy. Heard any of the behind the scenes kerfuffle that's been going on? Supposedly, Sony has absolutely no faith in the Spider Man movie. Like, supposedly, the the, the head honchos have seen it and hate it. And that's why they've already announced that they're completely replacing the writers for the sequel. It's going to be be like the guys who wrote Transformers and the Star Trek movie. Uh, The guys who used to work on Lost, I think, like Robert. Kurtzman and Roberto, those two guys—they're yeah. famous. They—they're they're the guys who are writing all the reboots and shit right now. Yeah. They're writing the next sequel. I think it sounds like might get a new director. Like they want to keep. They just rebooted the franchise. They want to keep it going, but it sounds like they've already like they've put already in the order of like it? we're gonna make another one. Man, what is it? We're gonna change the entire creative team. It's just like like what is it with Spider Man lately? If you put Spider Man yeah. on some but production, like, you the get a reboot. Looks stupid. We're just a it's lizard the lizard guy. Well, here's the thing. They what do you took for they a took, lizard guy that looks kind of oh, lame. It, it, they took all the good Spider Man villains for the last three Spider Man villains. Well, they were kind of leading up to the lizard. They kind of had oh, yeah. He was there. You know, that should have been present. the third one, really, because they they were lacing it throughout the other two movies. Because it's like, really, what else have you got? But Mysterio? they got to bring up. You can't you can't not have like Doctor Electro. Octopus. Let's see what else is there. Yeah. No, seriously, that's pretty much it. They had the Vulture. Man, they should have what's his name from Game of Thrones play uh, Doctor Octopus. Sam. Samuel. Tarly. Because <laughs> he, he, I love you. What's his name from Game of Thrones? You know. The man, the, the white dude. man in Game of Thrones, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of fat white guys who could play Doc Dr. Octopus. Is it fat? He's supposed to be portly. No, he's not. Yeah, why do you think he's like, why are you going to well, get... Well, no, it's just like, it's like, like what, what, is it yeah, because you're gonna of Joseph Gordon-Levin play Dr. Octopus? really appreciate, like, having a multiple, like, spider legs? Yeah, fat know. people are the ones who want to, like, <laughs> that eight robot legs. You have to pick up. Yeah. <laughs> Eight more Hot Pockets to eat. <laughs> you're not pulling a Hot Pocket from the refrigerator. You call yourself fat, so but you're not fat in. until you realize, until you're watching Spider-Man 2 and you're like, oh man, that'd be awesome. I never have to wipe my own ass again. Oh man. I don't have to use the stick anymore. <laughs> I don't have to put 
Peanut butter waves and have the dog What is that joke on Simpsons? And it's Lisa's gotten all fat and old because she married what's his name. Like, oh, yeah? And then she's like, get mama's clean and stick. What is it? Oh, no. Oh, God. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, uh, the last film in uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright's Ice Cream Trilogy. We briefly mentioned this last week, but um, it'll begin filming this September and is scheduled for release in 2018. Yeah, finally announced. Everyone's been asking these poor bastards about this movie for but years, ever since Hot Fuzz came out four years ago. I can't yeah. believe Hot Fuzz is that old already. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be the, yeah, the last part of their Ice Cream Trilogy. We're pumped. Final. Also, I'm pumped about the fact that Prometheus has just been rated R. Yeah. Although I know you're not you much can't... for horror movies. This sounds like oh, it's no. more of a suspense sci-fi oh, I'm going to shit myself Are you going to go see it in the theater? Yes. Okay. I can't you not. Know, that comes I'm out really less than a month. It's like the first week of June. I know, man. I'm pumped. Man. My coworker has just spent all of his free time reading every available spoiler. If you want, I've got the bl- Alien Blu-rays. Well, you just saw the Alien movies I just, not too I, long I just ago. saw them for the first time not that long ago. Yeah. So. Not that it sounds like you're really going to need those to watch those movies to enjoy Prometheus, but I'm it sounds like forward. it's enough of a prequel that, like, if you're an Alien fan, it sounds like you're going to shit your... I'm just thinking we're to seeing Ridley Scott do a sci-fi film. <sighs> it doesn't help Dude, that we're not fucking uh, up. The main cheeky looks like uh, Commander Shepard. Yeah. New Mirror Pace <laughs> looks exactly like my Shepard in particular. Shepard. 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 Man... But yeah, no, man, um, I'm so glad. Man, they it's funny because Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, they announced they had just start, starting work on their script for this this movie just like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So they must have like knocked it out like really quickly. Like, Well, they knew what it was. They yeah, just they, right. they just didn't have the time to actually sit down and write it together. Yeah. Did you see what the synopsis is about? It's about a bar called The World's End. Yeah. And it's about uh, these guys trying to reenact this uh, pub crawl they did when they were, like, you know, in their 20-somethings. Now they're, like, in their 40s trying to recapture the youth. But something happens where, like, the fate of humanity rests on their shoulders. But, yeah. I'm looking for yeah! it. Yeah! I trust those guys. And it's a new Edgar Wright movie make... coming exactly. out next year. That's all I care yeah. about. Yeah, like, it's it's nice it'll be Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yeah. I just want Edgar Wright to keep working. That's all it boils down to. So what to. was... Edgar Wright went from... He did... Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, straight to... I think it then did Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim right back to the Ice Cream Trilogy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it's the Ice Cream Trilogy because in every movie they uh, eat Cornetto ice cream. If you're from Australia or Spain, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Cornetto. Because it's set in Australia, you I know. Guess, uh, <laughs> yeah. What, 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 Dutch? They're Dutch and Shaun anyway, of the Dead, I can't remember. Why do we riff on Australia so much? We talk a lot about Australia. Somebody was giving me shit about how I was talking about, oh, I was mailing out posters and prints this week, and I was, like, talking about how I got to mail stuff to, like, Spain and Chile and Japan, which I don't get to send stuff out that often. I forget, was it was it Sean Baker? It was like, oh, why didn't you mention Australia? I'm like, I ship shit out to Australia all the time. <laughs> Bill My Australia. two biggest customers of Doctor Who shit yeah. are Australia and the UK. Yeah. You know. Makes sense. makes sense. I have no problem with the Australia. I love Australia. Yeah. Except every other, every other every other thing I send out goes to Australia. I love you guys. <laughs> send me back some sweat flavored Kit Kats. <laughs> Australia is supposed. I've heard rumors that they have like musk flavored candy and shit. What? Australia crazy. <laughs> Sean Baker, I'm so sorry. I'm not making fun of your home country. Send me some dirt in a can. <laughs> Mm. Uh, my wife really, Some really Mad wants Max to go to Australia dirt. really badly, and I cannot Who think of a place. It's a beautiful country. I am terrified. Scoured I'm too by big. racism. <laughs> no, scattered with the fine layer of spiders. <laughs> like, 
like just lightly oh dusted. God. Like like spiders and sharks. Oh god, the big well see the sharks my wife's really excited about. I'm but, assuming I'm assuming you did uh, not play Minecraft with the monsters turned on, otherwise you would have been attacked by spiders, no. right? As soon as you said that, spiders I was like, Fuck all you, over I'm place. never yeah, playing okay, yeah. Minecraft. Let's just stop saying the word. I'm freaking myself Bunnies. out. Anyway, moving on, and it is not, and it, <laughs> so yeah, George Lucas, God bless him, has been trying to um uh, build a new studio. <laughs> in... Why was Mario Kart not called Mario Speedwagon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Phil, say that joke loudly into the, the microphone. Wait, that's not my joke. That's I just read that off of Twitter. Phil, don't read Twitter during our podcast. No, I was like, I'm getting feed to Twitter feedback from last week's episode, but that's the first thing that came up. Uh, I'm sorry, you're sorry. Mario <laughs> Speedwagon, that's a good joke. Uh, anyway, George Lucas has been trying to open a um, a digital film studio in in the beautiful, like I presume near Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, assuming that's just adjacent to that. Yeah, yeah, in, in Marin County, and his neighbors have been like, no, 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 it'll ruin our beautiful scenic. Blah blah. We're blah. rich and white, and we want our pristine. Uh, which Valley is that looks like the windows boot up. Because image. the thing is, is Wallpaper. that with George Lucas, like Skywalker Ranch is like this gorgeous, like arts and crafts. It's like, designed to look like an old ranch. Aside yeah. from like the Yoda like fountain out front, like yeah. you would not be able to tell. Of like all the people you want to develop this stuff, it's George Lucas. So George Lucas is around and said, "Fuck you!" And he's going to develop low income housing. Well, we're going to build a giant poor people containment box <laughs> right in the middle of the fucking valley. <laughs> Fuck you guys. That's what they get for being. We want to keep this place as residential as possible. Yeah, quote, so he's like. Hey, guess what? Guess who coming? Some Mexicans, black people, fucking your shit up. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, may the force be with you up your ass. So, man, that's great. You know, that was it's so easy to hear the point of view of George Lucas. Everybody, I just love George Lucas. I just love him. Yeah, he. Everyone wants to choke him to death for his creative decisions, but man, he, at heart, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Granted. This is all shot in for a shit where he's kind of doing this in a very passive-aggressive fuck you manner. I don't oh, know yeah. if he's that worried about, like, the poor people trying to bring oh, in. Oh, no. Well, the fact that it's, I like... Also, like, it's, like, what, like this posh... It's, like, building low-income housing in, like, Martha's Vineyard. I hope he builds, like, a fucking mansion <laughs> yeah. for the poorest people in the world. There's and he's really just, like, nice you know what, go crazy, There's housing guys. in the world, actually. I hope he does business with the like, a, This is supposed to be, like, the, the, the Lucas Valley, which is supposed to be... Yeah. A, it supposedly, it actually does look like the goddamn window startup thingy. Yeah. Like, when you visit the... When you crest the hill over the valley it makes the windows like boom <laughs> sound because it's all the windswept grass and then yeah it's that's great man george lucas i love you what else so um yeah james cameron has come out and said that really he's only going to be working on avatar sequels going forward like nothing but avatar sequels yeah. he's like he explicitly said like word for word he said yeah i'm working on avatar i'll only be working on avatar two three and four everything like, i have four yeah he said everything i have to say can be said through the world of avatar Holy wow. shit. That's commitment. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I mean, to be fair, it was made how many billion dollars, you know? But yeah. What a boring fucking world. I know. Blue people. No. <sighs> Blue kitty cat lizards. I guess he's still working with Battle Angel Alita robot mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read that comic? No. About robot chick, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. I don't read comics anymore. Uh, yeah, Avatar, man. Is it weird? Because I always want to do my Anne Frank comic, and Anne Frank would turn into a robot. She gets her head taken off. She spends half the comic as a head. Is that weird? (laughs) (laughs) Is this an actual question you're asking? Yes, it just occurred to me just now. (laughs) I was like, is it bizarre? (laughs) Anne Frank, (laughs) beloved (laughs) murdered teenager. (laughs) She gets brought back as a robot. 
crocheted to fucking Anne Frank's head. Oh, God. As played by Natalie Portman. Anyway, so I'm going to move on to the list here. Is Chloe Moretz hot? Did you say Hugo? Did you say Hugo? Who said Hugo? She is like a baby. I know. And people want to like... I guess she, she I was to the point... She was in Kick-Ass. And like, I guess because she's dressed as a super hot super lady. Mm-hmm. Was she hot? I never saw no. Kick-Ass. People I never saw like, kick-ass either. People, she's uh, a baby. Uh, it's like, I can't be attracted to babies. And now, like, like she's in that Dark Shadows movie, everyone's like, oh, what's up? Now she got long hair, so she got little eight cups. What's up, baby? <laughs> she, she turned, like, 13. I'm oh. just saying, I, I'm, I, I, okay, I, don't I, know I am incapable she... of being attracted to anyone that is Have you seen any movie she's in? Anymore. Um, I'm saying, I might ask her to be Anne Frank. <laughs> I'm going to continue on the list here, dear this Lord. woman child. So, EA had their investor call recently. What um, happened? So, oh, I didn't know that. I'm reading Bill's notes now. So, Star Wars: The Old Republic <laughs> lost half a million subscribers since it lost, since it launched. Which sounds grim, but when you think about it, that's pretty much people who bought the game, got the 30 day trial, and then didn't resubscribe. Yeah, it's kind of grim because I think they only had like a million and a half subscribers to begin with, so they kind of lost a third of their subscriber base. This doesn't mean they have a million people playing the game. That's not bad. It's nowhere near what like I think they uh, Blizzard came out and announced that. Um, They've still got 10, 10 million people playing World of Warcraft, yeah. which sounds like a lot, but I guess it peaked like a couple of years ago at like yeah. 12 or 13 million. Yeah. And I guess for like over the course of the last two or three years, they were losing like half a million people every six months. And a lot of people were worried that like within like a year or two, it was going to be like, like still had a lot of people playing, but they were worried like, like half the people might leave. And it sounds like that's kind of evened out. So now it's consistently been about 10 million. So they lost a couple million people, but not, it hasn't been dropping it's it kinda... weird to me that everyone keeps gunning after MMOs because there is a I... ceiling to MMOs. Well, everyone wants to remake World of War. It's like, man, there's no real MMO market. There's World of Warcraft and there's everything else that's trying to be World of Warcraft. I mean, Elder Scrolls Online, it looks oh, exactly God. like World of Warcraft. Man, I was so excited when they announced that because I thought it was going to be Skyrim, but online or you can play co-op with people. No, it's World of Warcraft. That just takes place in the world of Skyrim. It's third person. The combat and everything yeah, sounds even like the a, art direction looks like. Oh, I didn't even see screenshots or anything like that. Through the lens of World of Warcraft, man, and ain't anyone gonna play that shit unless mm. you're super into that like fiction, the lore. But like mechanically, that just sounds like why the hell would you ever want to play that? It's bullshit? weird to me that people keep reinventing that particular wheel. You know, it's weird. I don't know. I didn't find that appealing like when it happened originally. I don't know. Would you ever want to play an MMO? No. Really? I mean, I'm kind of tempted to try Old Republic just because I want to see the stories that Bioware... I'll tell you the your whole thing about, thing about getting a uh, gaming PC was maybe you could maybe. try to play. I don't know. Man, I want a gaming PC so I can start, try Star Trek Online. I want my own ship. I want to call it the DC Fontana. <laughs> That's a lady who wrote original Star Trek episodes. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just I, make no, that up. I, I genuinely... Why <laughs> I want a gaming PC is I want to go back and be able to play all my old games. I want to play Fallout 1 and 2. I want to show my wife Grim Fandango. Did you hear the rumors that supposedly that there's going to be an HD remake collection of KOTOR 1 and 2 coming out this summer? I would buy that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Seriously? You can buy KOTOR on the Mac App Store. You can play it on your computer if you want. I want to play that with it. But it'd be great. Like, an HD remake would be actually really cool. And I've never played the second one, even though I know that's rushed and gifted. It's by the same guys who did Fallout New Vegas, and those guys keep on getting screwed, having to make half-baked sequels to games. I never played that game because it killed my original Xbox. Oh, the original KOTOR? Yeah. No, no, no. um, The two. The sequel. Oh, yeah. The first one, I had a bug, and I only got, like, the game uh, locked up when I got to the Sith planet, and I could never finish the quest. 
That was like 50 hours down the drain. Oh. But yeah, no, yeah, I would no. definitely love to play that again. I, I actually bought, I was talking to somebody about Jade Empire, and I was like, man, Jade Empire, I'm playing it since it came out, and I bought it on Xbox, because you can just download it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Man, I realized, my, my wife is so funny, she's like, I can't play old games because they look too ugly, and I was like, whatever, old games, and I'm thinking like old games, like point-and-click adventure games, because point-and-click adventure games, by their nature, it's like you can totally view those graphics, those data graphics, as an aesthetic choice, yeah. as opposed to a just limitation of the time. Yeah. It is hard to go back and play um, uh, Jade Empire, and I barely made it out of the first The clunky, like, butt-funky, polygonal, yeah, bullshit, yeah. Well, and even just that, like, the gameplay, all the early 3D shit is just so bad. Are you interested in playing any of, like, the, the supposedly The Walking Dead game just came I out I downloaded Xbox the demo. Life. It is ass. Beautiful. I keep on hearing people saying it was really good. It's the most beautiful Telltale game they've ever done. Yeah. But it is, you, you have a cursor that you manipulate with your controller. And so to, um, so it's a cursor on the screen and you have to move it with your, with the, like the left, like di- analog stick. And then you use the right analog stick to like the, it's the, it's like a crosshair and there's like up, down, left, right. And you use the right analog stick to move the camera and then you, but you have to move your finger to the buttons to select a thing on the cursor. It was one of the most awkward things I've ever done. Mm. It was, it looked beautiful. Yeah. It was I like the smartest. hearing surprisingly great things about it. It's gorgeous. Figured, it didn't sound like it was too gory. And since it sounded yeah. like it was all character based, yeah. it sounded like it could be up your alley and fully love zombie shit. It's we're both. She's tired of zombie shit. Uh, it's just like, did you donate to the Republic beautiful. thing? I did. Why not? How much? Twenty bucks. <laughs> you are too funny. So I have a policy online. I'm trying not to post anything bitchy on Twitter anymore. I'm I trying just... really hard. Bill like f- flaps the red cape in front of me <laughs> at least three or four times a week, and this week it was Bill going, "Man, Republic better be good." Better be- you know what? It's or, because oh, I'm gonna shoot all I the gaming re- journals. I didn't know this guy who's in charge of that. He used to be a writer at One Up, and then he wanted to become a game pursuit producer. So he's friends with a lot of the game journals I know online, mm-hmm. and so these guys were being cool. They're trying to help him raise this half a million dollars he wanted, which meant that like. Because half the few people I follow on Twitter are game journals who are friends with this guy. That's all they would fucking talk about this week. Well, it's because it was For so For a game, sweet. that sounds like nice so crap. close. Because you're just, like, controlling these cameras. Oh, no, he got the game funded. It's okay. It's coming out. It was really... Cl- I mean, The it, game it looks cool. It's got it. Jennifer Hale and David Hayter, and it doesn't sound bad. But all I heard about it all fucking week long was, like... I don't know. I don't know if this game will come out. It's like an Dude, iOS Night Trap game. It was really it close. It could be cool. You're too funny, though. Of course, and beyond that, gaming journalists, their job is to be excited about video games. I know. She's like, man. That's more my fault. Like, I need to uh, befriend more people than just gaming journals. Anyway, I did not know this. This is on Bill's notes. Going back to Star Wars The Old Republic, um, it sounds like the Dragon Age team has been dispatched to help bolster, bolster Star Wars The Old Republic. Yeah, this EA investors call, uh, EA admitted that there was a huge game that they had re- uh, that they were going to be putting out next spring that has been delayed indefinitely so that team can be put on to help work with uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, and everyone's assuming that that was the Dragon Age 3 team. Well, I know that the Dragon Age 3 team got bumped. They were going to be doing... DLC, more DLC for Dragon Age 2. And that got bumped. They were yeah. really, really far along and they got booted off of it. Yeah. And the, presumably to work on Dragon Age 3. Man, that sucks. Ah. That means, uh, well, that means a lot more time to And hopefully more time Age to 3. polish it. That'd be nice. It'd be nice if they could do a Dragon I heard, Age game. I heard, I heard uh, Dragon Age 2 being rushed out did so many good things for that game. <laughs> like, there's like one rock you keep on walking past. It's like watching a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Yep. Oh man! Speaking of TV, not to go suddenly go back to Korra. Man, 
this is a good week for women who should hate each other's guts not to hate each other because in the end of Legend of Korra Korra talks to was Asami yeah. you think she should like I'm gonna punch her in the face and no. she's like no thank you for funding our team it was nice and a similar thing happens in, in, in Mad Men this week we're, are you gonna talk about this week's Mad Men West Wing <laughs> has all the reason to punch uh, Megan in the face she's uh-huh. never been anything else so I can't call her anything funny <laughs> but they have a nice conversation yeah. And you think this whole season's been leading up. Uh, so Peggy from uh, Mad Men, she used to be on West Wing. Uh, she Her job is kind of being usurped by Don Draper's sexy secretary, who's now kind of doing her job copywriting for the ad agency. But turns out her that secretary is like really good at her job. And, and she's kind of becoming a threat to Peggy's job a little bit and kind of fucking up and stuff. And you think there's going to be like this big... Like, oh my god, girl versus girl, someone's gonna have to go. Yeah. But actually, it ends all very nicely, where they yeah. kind of like, you know, I like, Peggy goes up to this girl and says, you know, like, like, I know you don't didn't mean to put me in a weird position, but I appreciate, the, like, the fact that, like, you're a woman, you're in this job with me, like, we gotta stick together. And I was like, it's just kind of nice that, like, I don't know. It's not, like, a huge thing for feminism or anything like no, that. It's but nice. it was nice that they averted the whole trope of, you think there's gonna be this whole big girl cat fight. fight or something like that. Yeah. No, they actually kind of, like... Yeah, Mad Men is really good at, like, setting up what you think is going to, like, the plot's going to end, it, like, in this very specific direction, and they'll suddenly, like, avert that at the last second, which it's not all yeah. the time, but sometimes enough that you really don't know what the hell's going to happen. Oh, and this uh, this week's episode of Mad Men ended with a Beatles song that cost $2,500,000. What? Wait, how much is $250,000? Okay, I was going to say. A quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> Uh, I, I saw an interview with uh, the guy who's in charge of uh, Beatles licensing. Yeah. And he's, he's only been working at the company for five years, and he says this is the first time any TV shows have been, had enough money to afford a Beatles song yeah. in their TV show. I believe it. Yeah, because that's quarter of a million dollars. Good Lord. Just to play one song. Wow. But that's Mad Men. It's interesting with Mad Men, because for the longest time, uh, Mad Men's gotten to the point where it's starting to turn into the late 60s now. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to that point where I was wondering how long they go without really mentioning or talking about the Beatles or showing any Beatles music. Yeah. And within this episode, there's uh, the Mad Men guys are talking to the Heinz, was it the Heinz Baked Beans people or something like yeah. that. And these people, they want uh, a co- like this commercial to be a copy of A Hard Day's Night. Yeah. And the Mad Men crew are like, you know, well, we can do that, but like we can't use the Beatles music because that's going to cost us a fortune because that, that music is super popular now. We just can't afford it because no one can. <laughs> that's kind of And great. then that same episode ends with a Beatles song. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like, like the producer's going, ah, oh, fuck you, we got money. Um, which is funny because that show does not have money because that's like, like that like whole network almost kind of collapsed on itself like early like yeah. last year because they were talking about how much money they didn't have because no one watches Mad, Mad Men. Yeah. Um, that was just kind of funny. Yeah. They actually had a Beatles song, which is like, like just nice cultural touchstone to have in that show. Yeah. Cause that show was all about the sixties and stuff. And totally. Yeah. Very interesting to see what happened there. Speaking of, um, networks not having any money. Did you read the article that came out and said that, um, Game of Thrones is like the most pirated TV show? Oh my like the fuck. day after we didn't the write most, this down, but yeah, the day after the most recent episode, like the, um, they had 2.5 <sighs> million downloads. Of yeah. That Illegal downloads within like 24 hours. I wonder and, why like, the same day, like, or very soon around there, like the VP of HBO was that who it was I think it was the vice president came yeah. out yeah he came out and said that um basically internet like internet downloads and internet viewing and everything like that is just a sign of the downturn economy yeah it's a temporary he thing expressly explicitly said people turning towards the internet to watch television content is just a fad yeah that will go away and he said it's because the economy is shitty and everybody as as online money, was like holy fucking shit you're you fucking crazy because wow. everyone knew that like hbo's kind of had their head in the sand and hbo's justified they're trying to warn it they're trying to run a network they have yeah. one of the most popular shows on tv right now 
I could like you know they're trying to get people to subscribe to HBO like that's yeah, their technically that's their, their job. But at the same time, like they're so just like digging their heads in the sand, trying to pretend this whole yeah. internet thing is going to go away. It's and this weird. guy, this one interview with this guy was such proof of ignorance, willful ignorance. Because yeah. you, you don't know how much you don't. Yeah, you don't know how much this guy actually believes what he's saying, or he's just this is the party line within HBO. Well, what's the famous quote that like people people will refuse to believe anything if that whatever that they need to believe actually like threatens their job security. Yeah, and part of your job becomes like pretending something bad doesn't exist. And that's kind of what's happening to this guy. And that was just, yeah, that was just fucking amazing. It's just a weird thing. Well, did you see the other thing, too, that, like, uh, the movie studios have started this new thing where they're going to add two 10-second-long unskippable anti-piracy ads at the beginning of every DVD from now on? It's a weird thing. And, like, uh, 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 Fatboy Roberts online was, like, pointing out, like, you know the only people who are going to see that are the people who literally buy the fucking DVDs. Yeah. People who, like, rip those DVDs or download the illegal yeah. copies online, they're never going to see them, so, like... Like, who do you think is going to scare away from... You're just annoying that people actually pay for the content. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about and DRM just, That's just like DRM... Yeah, yeah. exactly. It goes to go back into DRM for, like, game software stuff yeah. where it's the people who legally pay for the shit and they kick them nuts by this anti-piracy bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> what you think of this? What'd you think of this week's Game of Thrones? What I, happened on this week's episode? Man, rape. A really gruesome rape sequence. Oh, almost rape. Oh. But at least I let the mountain do his thing. Just because they're not penetration doesn't oh, mean dog. it wasn't rape. That was fucked up. That's not in the book. That gave me a pain. Yes, it is. That's no Sansa does not get that. Sansa gets caught up in that thing, but she does. I think another character actually does get raped. It's another one of those things where like one of her handmaids like they kind of shove her off to the side. I remember that was gruesome in the book, man. Yeah, I'm just saying. Maybe they toned that up just so they could tone down her getting not her to say it's ripped off Not to her. say it's worth it for her almost getting raped, but the fact that the Hound comes in and fucks people. I like that's actually kind of starts the relationship between Sans and the Hound now. Yeah. I, uh, that was a fucked up scene. Not to say it's, you know, worth a, a fake lady getting almost fake raped in a story, but... It gave my wife and I a panic attack. Well, yeah, you guys were saying that you guys were in a bad mood for the rest of the night and you couldn't figure out until you realized that that yeah. scene had totally, like, stained the rest of oh, your evening. It was awful. It was really bad. On the counterpoint, you had, what's her name, uh, Egret. Rubbing up against Jon Snow. Yes. Man, okay. Is she hot? Yeah. She cute. Why? Is there an argument about this? Oh, no. No, I'm just always interesting. Oh, what was the post on Reddit? I so... like all of the all the women are showing up in Game of Thrones now. It's great. Well, so uh, there was a post... Because I love Yara. Yeah, there was a post or, on, or on, on Reddit where they were like... It was a picture of Yara, and she's like, Oh, hey, Egret. Did you hear people complaining about how we look? And Egret's photo says, Yeah, they're complaining about how pretty I am. And and Yara just goes, oh, okay. See what I like about both. What I like about the casting of the show is that women all look really interesting. Yeah, they're very like Marjorie and and Yara and um, Egret and like Marjorie looks look... like a space alien. <laughs> alien. She, looks, she dresses like a Turian. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but no, I, man, I, Game of Thrones. It's awful, and I love it. Speaking of soaps, well, like... this is like they're also kind of this is this isn't a big episode where they're still changing up a lot of stuff because you have uh, spoilers for Game of Thrones if you're watching Game of Thrones. Uh, they change. Well, in the books of Game of Thrones, in Clash of King, Jon Snow gets away from the rest of... He gets he gets cut off from the rest of uh, the Brotherhood, mm -hmm. uh, where this thing where he gets actually captured by a bunch of uh, wildlings, and he's forced yeah. to kill his commander. Yeah. Not, the, not Commander Morma, but that no, guy but he the, was talking to ranger. in this episode. Yeah. And uh, it seems like they may have cut that out, because now he's kind of like lost in the woods with Eret all by himself. Unless they run into his his crew again, or I vaguely something like remember that. that that is what happens. I, it's been a long time, and all Game yeah. of Thrones is a blur. I like I said, I just finished the book just like two weeks oh, ago, okay. so like, and that's a little bit interesting. Um, 
Arya and Harrenhal continues to be wildly different. Yeah. Where, like, like she's sharing all these scenes with Tywin. Tywin was never barely in the original book, and now she's yeah. like... Well, also the thing, uh, uh, Patire Baelish, he shows up at Harrenhal, yeah. and he, that never happened in the book, and this yeah. whole thing where she's trying to have no, like, avoid... Narrative compression, motherfucker, it's a like, beautiful oh, man, that's thing. that's fantastic, and there's just like, man, that sure knows what it's doing. You get more stuff between Catelyn and Rob, and... Oh, man, they're oh, back! Theon Greyjoy! Man, he can't Greyjoy. cut people's heads off! Well, I th- okay, is that in the book? I think I remember that, that he had to that do, That gets like, a mentioned, yeah. He ends up yeah. having to swing three times because he's Man, a fucking idiot. Man, Greyjoy. Well, yeah. no, it's hard to chop someone's head off. You have to have a really sharp sword. And, I know, but still. And he's still going to take a couple this of just, hacks. This is just proof that Theon Greyjoy doesn't know what the fuck he's Man, doing. Man, Theon Greyjoy. You get to see naked Tonks? Tonks tits. You finally got to see Tonks tits, Bill. Yeah. That's weird. Thing. I don't want to see Tonks tits. <laughs> I don't want to. Wait, who's her husband? Lupin? Yeah, I don't see Lupin Wang. I don't see Tonks Tits. God, I don't want to see anybody from Harry Potter naked except for Emma Watson. And she's playing Anne Frank with no head. Is that weird? <laughs> she's Isn't she is Emma Watson legal now? Is it bad if I Photoshop Chloe Moretz and Emma Watson? Bill. Like, Bill, don't ask me to tell you assign moral value to your actions. As Batman and Bane making out. <laughs> as Batman and Bane touching dicks. Okay. And electricity, electricity shooting between their penises. As Batman and Bane touching dicks. Oh god, so uh, again, you've wasted two hours of your life with the Dear Boy Howdy Lord. podcast. Friends, thank you as always for listening. But at least we're dangling that hot treat of a possible That's right, friends. So season. don't forget, if you are interested, we're only going to mention this in the podcast. Only true believers can... Uh, so if you made it this shot. far, send should us a we, message. Should we change it? We'll buy them like all three seasons. No. So they've made it this far. That least we know who our true friends are. That's right. So send an email to howdyboyhowdy.org. Just send us an email we'll, and uh, yeah, we we'll will buy you a, subs- a an iTunes oh, subscription to the season of... Did we have any feedback this week? Here's the part Someone was saying how I was being. Oh yeah, uh, Travis Castillo mentioned uh, that Bill screaming atop. Uh, Bill screaming is the top reasons for listening to the podcast. That's in response to yeah. uh, Gorn Flakes. His name is Sid. Saying my mom heard Bill screaming through my earphones, and he and she thought our cat was hurt. That's right, friends. The Boy Howdy Podcast. Maybe your cat's hurt. Maybe it's just the Boy Howdy Podcast. And then a prelude to more says, "I wonder if Bill's voice goes that high and often in real life. He yes. seems genuinely excited most of the time." I yeah, say, yeah. Yes. No, I'm not. This is not. You think that's an affectation I would do on purpose just know to that, torture you guys? Know that genuinely, this is genuinely just us recording. People us are not. If I go to, if I go to, to the, the, people make fun of me because, like, if like even at Stumptown, someone can hear me from half the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm trying to rip you off. Fuck you. I got no That's testicles. Bill. They got shot Bill. off. They got shot off in the Cold Wars. That's right, everybody. So uh, yes. Daniel Fight also says I should play Mega Man X. I don't know why that came up. Because <laughs> were you talking about maps you could do? Oh yeah, and I was talking about how there's no maps in the Mega Man world. Oh, because like I I do video game maps. I did a big map of the Legend of the Zelda. I just uh, put out a new map of the Mushroom Kingdom. And people at Stumptown were suggesting uh, that I do a Mega Man map. And I was like, oh, but there's no canonical map. There's no Mega Man game with a map in it of the world that you're running around. And he says Mega Man X, which is supposed to be good. It's the first Mega Man for the uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah. Which I uh, will have to play because I just got a USB uh, SNES controller coming Did from you? Amazon. Oh, man, that's pretty from sweet. Amazon, so I could play a legal copy of these games. <laughs> DRM, how you doing? That's right, Bill. Oh, man. This is all this thing. One last thing of the podcast. 
there's this book called Toasting Cheers, which is an episode guide to the TV show Cheers. Do mm-hmm. you care about Cheers? It was it was a part of the background of my youth. If Steve Warford is listening to this, he's a friend of the podcast. He loved Cheers. Cheers is one of the best series ever made. This book I, I found on on Amazon for twenty bucks. I did not realize it is a rare book. Uh, used copies of this book go on Amazon uh, regularly for about three, four, five hundred dollars. I don't know why it's so rare, but I got a copy of it for twenty. Nice. So I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's a good book, guys. I'm so glad you guys could, or sa- so sad you guys couldn't see Bill's dance. It's an episode, guy. Plus, it has all the biographical ca- information of like Norm and That's where he adorable. worked at and what his favorite beer is and why he doesn't like drinking beer in in the gl- in, in, in in a mug. It's just it's fucking crazy. It's like it's it's like uh, an academic work about Cheers. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, and it looks like a normal book too. It's not like a big like floppy episode guy with pictures and stuff like that. It looks like you could read it and people would think like you're reading some kind of like philosophical, philosophical, philosophical essay or something like that. Yeah. So people, if you have like eight hundred dollars, not my copy of the book. Not that I'm dangling this over your heads. You should take this to college if you're in college and you want to read about Cheers. <laughs> you take it to college. You get small college readings and oh cheers. Oh my god! So anyway, this has been the Boy Howdy podcast. Hey, ready? You've wasted more time. Wonderful. More time. I can't shut up. We are the Boy Howdy podcast on Twitter. More to the point, we are at Boy Howdy podcast on Twitter. Howdy rap? at boyhowdy.org. We are at boyhowdy.org. What's the email address they should write? Howdy at boyhowdy.org. Okay. And we will put you in the hat. Are we gonna wrap out? What's your favorite uh, Beastie Boys wrap out? I want to party, party, party. I want to party. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And now he is more dead. All right, everybody. Love you. Peace out. I love you guys. Say hi to your mom. To your mother. Well, no, it's just Mother's Day this weekend. Mother's Day. That's right, my name's Yap.